to me. Bam, we're live. Uh, both Hiller and Souza have have just thrown out the idea of like, hey, maybe it's too many shows. Maybe people can't keep up. And I'm and so we've been kind of like, I think we all agree that if I were to take clips from the shows and make shorter clips, I would engage a different group of people who who only want to watch eight minute clips. But anyway, different story. Um, but both Hiller and Souza thought that maybe I'm doing too many shows and people feel bad because they can't keep up. Mm-hmm. But. I don't know. I didn't like that. Anyway, so yesterday I talked about it on the show and I, I can't imagine that being true. I mean, I can imagine that being true, but I can, th- I'm guessing the majority of people who want to listen to the show every morning want a new show every morning. Right. But that being said, um, I asked yesterday, Hey, uh, does anyone want me to do less shows? And the comments are kind of, un- are unanimous. Hey, keep going. But I, but I didn't know how to, um, I didn't know how to make a, uh, a poll out of it. A poll out of it. Yeah. So I basically had to depend on the comments. You want me to try it again? Or yeah, you- sure. Sure. Yeah. 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 I, I have no idea. I went over and tried to make a poll. Oh, you're gonna like this. The, how we start this morning show, um, uh, uh, the Moral Spiegel. Sevi, you have friend, a friend in Jesus. Oh, maybe that's why Danny Spiegel thinks we talk about her so much because we have a character in the audience named Spiegel and she has it all confused. Uh, do you, bro? Do you? Uh, wait, what's he talking? What's Chase talking about? Do you? Why? I think just do like just keep doing the Daily Show. I think that's what he means. Oh, in regards to that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get so excited when I wake up. I brought my carrot with me. In the comments, uh, I had a carrot in yesterday's show with Brian, and someone in the comments wrote, I ate, I ate a carrot after that, and that was my whole point. If one person could eat a carrot after the show. Uh, Adam Blakesley starting the morning with a, some passion. Who the fuck said less shows? I'll choke a motherfucker out. All right? It's, uh, that's what I like to see, passion. Yes, it was me. It was me. It was me. Now notice how I, I I used I have a vegetable brush I don't know what it's made of, but it's basically just looks like a looks like a brush, and I and I put this under the water and I rub all the dirt out of the crevasses. When I was a kid, I used to peel carrots. Now I'm old and I use a vegetable brush. And uh, but watch, see how when I shake this this carrot, it's like pretty rigid. Okay. Now watch by the end of the show, this thing will be. This thing can't stay hard the whole show. It's a trip. Be a little limp by the end? Yeah. Uh, Sevon can eat a, a whole carrot, but not a whole apple. I uh, Easy, easy. There's just some giant... Uh, God damn it. Uh, is that carrot a... Uh, is that carrot a Steven Seagal thing? No, I don't... Does he eat carrots? What's longer, the carrot or Sevon's nose? So you put up a poll? Yeah, I did. Okay, you're gonna. Uh, can you play a uh, clip uh, 345 for the morning? Let's see. I did 300 air squats yesterday in the middle of the day. Uh, no, actually, around noon to kind of prepare for my podcast with Brian, mm-hmm. just to kind of wake me up. My legs are pretty sore. And then last night I did 100 burpees and 100 deadlift at 135. Oh wow! I was, I was quite ambitious yesterday. Feeling the volume, huh? Okay. So, uh, why I have no idea why this is so powerful uh, for me. I don't even believe in God, but fuck, I like this clip. So here we go. Put God 
first. Put God first in everything you do. Everything that you think you see in me, everything that I've accomplished, everything that you think I have, everything that I have is by the grace of God. Understand that it's a gift. She said, somebody give me a pen. Give me a pencil. I have a prophecy. She said, boy, you are going to travel the world and speak to millions of people. The most important thing is that what she taught me and what she told me that day has stayed with me since. I've been protected. I've been directed. I've been corrected. I've kept God in my life and has kept me humble. I didn't always stick with him, but he always stuck with me. So stick with him in everything you do. If you think you want to do what you think I've done, then do what I've done and stick with God. Number one, put. Oh, man, this carrot is cold, too. I just realized yesterday my fingers were cold for a lot of the day. It was a trip. And I wonder if it's because I was holding a cold carrot for an hour. Uh, Denzel could be talking about jam and it would be inspiring. Yeah, right. Toe jam, even. Uh, Jesus is in the house. That is, uh, I think that's God's like only son or something like that. <laughs> what the fuck is this thumbnail? I don't know. I'm an artist. I'm an artist. Okay. Uh, I don't know what today's topic is. I always find these videos like this very interesting where people are talking about how uh, God has done everything for them. Like yeah. everything that they've received is because of God or like because of some higher being. Yeah. Cause I never understand. Cause then you have like the whole, you have people who are discussed like, Oh, I received everything because of my own personal choices, like my own right. actions right. and all right. those things. So I never, I, I, no one's coming to help you. Yeah. No one's coming to help you. It's, it's up. Yeah, exactly. So you, so you got to figure out how, how can you believe that something is you're, you're receiving things because of somebody else's actions. You got to bring, how do you bring both of those? Um, what's that called when you have two like ah. opposing thoughts? Dichotomy. Like, uh, or, um, oh, reconcile. How do you reconcile the fact that, uh, you're a vegan, but you just love wearing leather chaps. Like, like shit like that. How do you reconcile the fact that, Hey, everything's on yeah. you, but yet everything, but give all the glory to God. Right. Here, yeah. I think that there's like some, just like enormous power in being selfless. Like, and, like what do you mean by like, like enormous power to like be able to, well, well, like, like we see why all the athletes do the God thing, right? Because they invest so much. They have this thing where they invest so much into like, into their identity, into being um, uh, an athlete and their success is where they fall on the podium that they fucking need a parachute or a release valve in case they don't make it. Oh, it, it was God's choice. It, it was meant to be this way or else they're complete failures and they have to go out and kill themselves. Um, I mean, that's the way kind of I see it. Yeah. That's like, you're, you're almost giving, you're almost giving up your own power to some just because you like can't take the 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 stress of failure in your own capacity yeah or i don't think i think other people but but i also think that uh in like in humility and selflessness there's just endless energy and so that's kind of a a, a portal to that a belief in god but like like yeah. you, i mean like almost everything we do is selfish right i feel bad i feel this that person was mean to me it's just all indulgence shit 
And so, yeah, like, if, I would if imagine you, if, most people do things strictly for their own good. So if you just blame it all on God or give God all the credit, however you want to word it, then you're kind of free from uh, dealing with Sevon or Caleb. And then and then you get so much more energy. Uh, your actions can be in a godly way. For instance, keeping a clean gym is godly. A clean gym is a gym that will uh, be used. Using your gym leads to fitness. Fit and health is healthy is godly. Uh, what motivation is there to be selfless if you don't believe there's a right or wrong? If you say it's because ultimately it's better for you, then it's no longer selfless, is it? Well, that's that's a that's like at that at the mountain. Um, that there's like at that point there's like a you. What's that? What's the word you called? Ubiquity. There's a ubiquitousness. There's a uh, at, at the apex. It's it's like when you become so liberal, you're a Nazi. I mean, like you make you you come full circle. Yeah, it's a man. If the ego gets a hold of that self, uh, presenting or appearing are found everywhere. Yeah, when you're completely selfless, you selfless, you become the self. Like there's some sort of paradox there. Uh, Sevi and Kalib, the dynamic duo. Good morning, Mr. Beaver is in the house. Yes, a uh, paradox is the word you were uh, looking for. Well, thank you. I sent see I sent a Steven Seagal carrot to your Insta message. Oh, my favorite caller has arrived. Corey, good morning. Oh, he hung up. He hung up. Okay. Uh, 3.44. Venezuela. I know I wrote Ukraine, but I should have called this Venezuela. 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 I remember years ago when I did the CrossFit podcast, there was crazy shit going on in Venezuela. Here we go. Venezuela in the last seven years. For comparison, six million people have left Ukraine, net of return migration. For comparison, about six million people have left Syria. This is the largest refugee crisis in the world, yet nobody in the media talks about that, right? Everybody talks about the Syrian refugees, everybody talks about the Ukrainian refugees, and that's a great thing, and we need to have compassion. I'm not saying that we shouldn't talk about those things, but there's a reason why people don't mention the largest refugee crisis in the world. And that is that this is the only refugee crisis of this that is not caused by a war, that is not caused by chemical weapons. It's caused by socialism. Seven million people have fled Venezuela in the last seven years. For comparison... Imagine that, dude. ...have left Ukraine. Seven... ...of return migration. Seven million people left Venezuela, have fled. Dude, that country's tiny. You, you probably haven't seen this, but the the new um, Jack Ryan series. Maybe yeah. it was the last Jack, the last I, season of Jack Ryan. I actually went to Prime for the first time in a long time yesterday because I was going to start watching. Um, I guess there's a new Yellowstone out, and I was looking around where to watch it. And I and I saw the some Jack Ryan shit like in the in the top. It's a, it's a very interesting series, but. Um, I think the second season of the show, they talk about how Venezuela is like the next uh, the global power that's going to like create socialism or something like that. Or they're going to they're like the biggest threat to America in the next 10 years or something like that. So it's very interesting to see like somebody discussing Venezuela as a as an issue. I'm not going to spoil it. If you didn't watch season two, you're two years behind, buddy. 
<laughs> I, I, I watched, um, so I, I watched the last five Nicolas Cage movies and I swear to you, the last five Nicolas Cage movies are the worst movies you could ever watch. Oh, he's a terrible actor. It has gone completely downhill for him. Can you pull up uh, Nicolas Cage's uh, IMDb? It, I, I watched this movie. It's it's a, it's a Western. It is so bad. I watched some other one where, uh, God, he, he, what? I don't know what has happened to him. But I want to start watching stuff I can talk about on the show. But like, I, I watched that movie Menu. Hiller told me to watch it. That was in, that was really interesting. That was weird. Hey, Corey. Hey, sorry, my phone cut out last time. Are you from Venezuela? Yeah. Hey, uh, no, my dad's from Mexico. My mom's white. Oh. So I'm I'm from North Carolina. All right. I did live in Japan for six years. So can I claim Asian? Yes, of course. All right. You sound tired. No, no, no. I was reading. No, no. I was was never tired. I I was reading simultaneously. I'm looking at the, there's no way that these, you're telling me Nicolas Cage's voice was in the spider verse. Yeah. It's the, he's the, yeah, he was all black suit. The black and white cop Mm -hmm. detective Spider-Man. My daughter likes that movie. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good movie. Yeah. They're making a new one too. Uh, how come that that's go to the top? Um, uh, let me see. Okay, so that movie, The Old Way, is like the worst movie you could ever see. <laughs> that other movie, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, holy shit, it's bit horrible. Willie's Wonderland, fucking bizarre, stupid. He made Where? a movie called Jiu-Jitsu? <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> what has happened to this? Do your boys watch Frozen? Maybe I saw Running with the De- Yeah, they not anymore, but they went through a massive Frozen phase. Okay, just making sure. Massive. My daughter's on a Ninja Turtle, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle kick. Yeah, my kids went through that too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh I I I I derailed you. No, you're good. So, I I think it's important for your, I'm not religious either. And you had that religious. Um, oh yeah. Denzel Denzel talking about up. Give it all to God. Yeah. 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 And I really like, yeah, I really like that speech. Like, like I heard it and I was like, yeah, I like this. I like this. I, I had like a five year stint from when I was like 18 to 23 to 24, where you know I laughed at people who were religious. Yeah. Um, but I've matured since then. Yeah, I understand why they're religious, and so I don't make fun of them. That's their own personal beliefs, but I do believe there is some power in giving yourself up to something greater than yourself. Um, it, it, I don't think it has to be God or Allah or you know some higher being. I I just think you have to find something that you're willing to sacrifice yourself, your personal beliefs for for something else. I, mine, I think mine was my marriage and, and my family. And I don't know if that's strong enough, but I'm, I'm curious to hear your take on people who decide to maybe give themselves up or their, their stance on maybe material things or a relationship instead of just finding God. Here's the crazy thing. I, I I'm starting to realize uh, you could pull up three thirty three. 
everyone has a God. Like, like I, I know the religious people already know that. They're like, yeah, it does have one. Everyone has a God. So we're designed so that every person picks a God. You have to have a God. Even the people who say they don't have a God, that's their God. Every single person here has a God. Some people, it's like just work. Some people, it's money. But we're designed to put something at the at the fucking apex. Some people, their God is feeling sorry for themselves. And and I didn't. It's like saying that um uh like it like every person has a God. Oh, so is that that's three thirty three? Yeah. Okay. So so I go ahead. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. That's fine. So I, I wrote this the other day, Corey. So many people are fucked up because this is their God. They mock Christians because they believe in God and Jesus, not realizing they have a most people who don't even believe think they believe in a God. They have greater faith than people who believe in God. The thing is, is their faith is put in CBS News, right? Their faith is put in the fact of what they see on 60 Minutes, that um, uh, that 12 year olds who are fat should be put on medications and 13 year olds who the medication doesn't work on should get surgery. That's their fucking God. And instead of fucking realizing, oh, my God, I have a God and it's CBS News. It's Leslie Stahl, some 90 year old woman on 60 Minutes. They make fun of Christians for their God. And I just am starting to finally realize that every person has a God. Some people's God is making fun of other people's gods. And so if you it, once you realize that and you have to pick a fucking God, you better pick the best one. And uh, th th there's no I'm not there's no joke here in me saying this. There's no like it's not po it's not supposed to be poetic. You actually have a God. All of you who say you don't believe in God, you still have one. You have to have one. You have we're designed that way. You have your shit. Every, all of us have a fucking tractor beam and we pointed at something. So it's like your true north. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, thank you. And 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 fucking people pointed at the fucking United States government, and that's what and that and but and, and then they make fun of Christians. That's it's it's so fucking bizarre what I'm starting to realize. It's such a trip. It's such a trip. It's just the way we work. So you so when you pick something that's unknown, well, so when you pick the right thing as your God, yeah, you can have tremendous uh, uh, success and happiness in this world. I mean, what what better way than to have something that you can kind of that can just help you? you I mean, you want something that can help you cope with everything and and make it so you get out of your own way. I mean, that's the thing, right? We're all our own worst enemy. So we yeah. got to get out of get out of our own way. Yeah, this is this this thing where people think. When I saw that story, that anyone who would think for a fucking second that a twelve year old should be on diet medication, or or a thirteen year old should have weight loss surgery, that means that they that's their god. You put you put your kid under the knife. You put your kid you you gave your kid drugs because the government said you should. Are are you out of your fucking mind? That's who you chose as your God. It's it's um and and and, and I want to reiterate, Corey, that those people, most of those people, I think, have more faith in their God than Christians have faith in their God. I'm just kind yeah, of making uh, that 100%. up. For, I'm making that up for dramatic value, but I but I suspect it's true. No, I like what do they call them? Sunday Christians. Yeah, and and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hating on them, but um, their shit. So uh, the Christian God is so um, ethereal. Thank you. Ethereal. Thank you, uh, Caleb. Mind reader, Caleb. If that doesn't make you believe in God. I don't know what will watch. You just saw Caleb read my mind. 
uh, ethereal. And the, the, these fucking guys, their God's like real. It's like some, it's, you know, Dr. Fauci and no, he's not. He's a scientist. Dude, that's your fucking God. Uh, Grace uh, um, Melander, just do it already, Savon. Red, just pill yourself into being a Christian. Well, I'm going to play devil's advocate Please. against the shows. Okay. I, you said yesterday you were talking about diluting when you talk. So, like, maybe if you don't say stuff, when you do speak, you have more power to your voice. Oh, yeah. I, I think well, there is- I was talking about yeah, like being like I, I don't I don't want to fight like when like if if someone on the, why would I give my voice to douchebags on the internet uh, mm-hmm. on on Instagram who are just being assholes? Then to like then I feel like I'm disrespecting you when I talk to you, kind of. Well, I think that has some weight if you if you do more than one show a day, and there's not a reason to do it. So like Wadapalooza, Rogue some type of event, I think it makes a hundred percent sense as to doing multiple, multiple shows in one day. Yeah. But if you're just, if you're just bored and it's 10 o'clock at night and you're like, fuck it, let's just do another live call-in show. I think, I think that might dilute and maybe there is some sort of cannibalism to the audience. Okay. So but just to if be, if, if anyone, just to be super clear, it would never be like that. So, so, okay. uh, I have this crazy, I'm just a nonstop 24 hours a day building live call-in shows. And I start to get a little anxiety. Like Caleb will tell you this list of, of notes from the live call-in shows used to be like 20, 40, 60. Now it's like, it's approaching 400 different topics I want to bring up. And so I start to get anxiety when I have too many. So like if a week passes and I haven't fucking done a live call-in show, live call-in show and I see this list building, I start to trip. So yesterday when we had a live call-in show and I saw we could do one this morning, I was starting to feel good because I'm actually going to be able to get through this list. But I'm never I, – I try to make every show honestly better than the previous show. It's never, it's never like that. It's never out of boredom or like I need to get the numbers up or it's kind of um, like why I did two workouts yesterday. It's just, it's, if, if anything, the only shortcoming from it is that it's, it's, I'm obsessive, right? But never out, of, never out of boredom or to get more subscribers or to the, – the, the most shallow thing that I do a show, the reason I do a show for is I feel loyalty to everyone who's already committed to 7 a.m. every morning. But when I wake up, man, I'm pumped to come out and hang out with you guys. I still would like to bring back the news show. Oh, with uh, 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 Showbart and uh, Kate Gordon? Well, with anybody. And if you're taking yeah. applications, I mean, that'll be. I, I, I sometimes have to get my news from other podcasts, but I, I would love if there was like a dedicated, even at the end of the show, every 15 minutes would be only current events to make sure that we're caught up and we hear your perspective on, Oh, that's on current events. That, okay. I yeah. like that. So, um, what'd you think hey, about my, I'll let, I'll let, what'd you think about my ahead, idea of like a, a giant fat person going around and breaking furniture at Ikea? I think it could be, a, maybe that could be your shorts. God, wouldn't that, that's huge, right? Yeah. I love the idea. All right. But who, who are you going to pay to be the fat person to, uh, the, um, I don't pay them nothing. They just lucky that they, 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 they can just take my idea and run with it. They're lucky they get that. All right. Uh, all right. Thank you, Corey. Bye. Well, okay. hey, am I still here? No. I I sent Caleb a package and respond to me about raffling off the L1. I'll let you go. Okay, bye. Later.
Who's going to pay for that L1, Corey? Hello, caller. Hi. Hey, how you guys doing? I'm good. I'm awesome. I got a little freaked All out, right. though, when Corey said you shouldn't do shows because you're bored. I hope no one ever thinks I would come out here because I'm bored and fuck with you guys. No, I no, I don't even never get bored. Listen, I saw, I actually saw, I heard a radio commercial uh, that made me think about you uh, yesterday. And it was like one of those public health announcements. It was like, why do some people get sicker from COVID than others? Oh my God, they figured it out. And so it goes on and goes, we found studies show, recently show that if you have coronary artery disease, hypertension, diabetes, or obesity, that you're prone to have they go on to say if you have any of these conditions please see your primary care doctor again super excited that they're going to tell people that they should stop you know being sick and because if you have any of these conditions there's a medication that can help you when you get COVID and I was like alright never mind they missed the giant uh <laughs> The, the I, know, thing, I, I I think now 50% of the problem with COVID is that when people get it, they're so fucking scared that it fucking just ex exacerbates their problem. I saw, I saw a study you know, yesterday. It, that, they were so close. Good. They yeah, were so, so close, close to figuring know, it out. That maybe, maybe not the medication. Maybe we should stop, you know, being sick and being fat, but no, instead let's just take more medication to fix the problem. Hey, who sponsored the ad? Was it the government or a, a pharmaceutical company? I, I shut it off as soon as I heard that. Yeah. Right. Smart. I was sick, sick of that, you know. And I'm in the I'm in the medical field too, and you know, constantly telling people to try to do these right things, and and uh, it, it's crazy because I have to be careful uh, what I say to people because uh, I, I recently uh, got written up for fat shaming, and and I was not fat shaming. I was telling the person that they would benefit from losing you know 75 to 125 pounds. Wow, they must have been huge. They must have been huge. They were. They were. You know. 375 pounds yeah you know and they wanted spine wait, surgery and i said wait a second we can't do that is your job to um work with those people in the medical industry no i i work in i work in uh in spine surgery and what in surgery yeah yeah and you yeah. told one of your co-workers um have you considered losing weight or was it a, a client no it was a patient and, and is that your job to help patients i try to but that's like your job. You're not like you aren't like you're not like the the janitor, and you were just walking by the door, and you're like, "Hey, fat, so lose some weight." It's like you're actually like you were you had a a, a job with this person. No, it's, they're they're my patients. They're yeah, my this patients. is fucking nuts. You told one of your patients who weighed three hundred seventy five pounds that they should lose some weight, and you got in trouble for that. I told them that they can't have the surgery because it's not possible because of how how large they are. I, I can't think of anything a doctor could say to an obese person that would be fat shaming. So like, that was like that so was if you said you disgusting fat gluttonous piece of shit, you're gonna die if you don't lose weight. I don't see that as fat shaming. So I had to sit down with a like a department head because that was the, the phrasing they used on my because we get reviews and that's how the whole system works, is that that person felt that I was fat shaming him. Fucking incredible. Like, even if you were to say, like, I could see you getting reported for like using bad words or being too aggressive or like, like you motherfucking fat piece of shit. You're consuming <laughs> too many resources. No one wants to sit by you on the plane. You're going to fucking die if you don't lose weight. And I can yeah, see I them be like, Hey dude, it's not really your business to talk about their air travel. And you're like, okay, sorry. Yeah. 
But I, I don't, I don't, if your job is to help people get better and they're overweight, I don't see how you, I don't see how you could. It's like, it, let's say your job is to um, uh, break glass bottles at the, at the recycling plant. And uh, I don't know what metaphor I'm going for. I just, I just don't understand how, I, I just don't understand how that's, I, I, it could be a lot I mean, of other things. It could be a lot about. of other things, but it's, it's when it comes to saving someone's life, it's like, say whatever had, it takes. Um, you had a physician on a while ago, uh, Dr. West, and she talked about it too. And we, we're local and I know her. And, um, and she talked about it too. Like you have to be careful what you say, because I also got to protect my, you know, the way I put uh, dinner on the table for my kids, you know, I, so you have to be careful because these reviews, they, they mean something for when it comes to, uh, you know, salary and bonus time. Wow. Good point. Oh, look at soccer. Mom said it. Well, it's like saying to someone over, um, the bus is too big for the wheels instead of saying those wheels don't fit on the bus. Yeah. Who it, it really is like that. It's that kind of idiocy. Like you buy tires and they're too big for your car. So you throw your car away and get a new car where the wheels fit. I mean, it's just, it's just tarred land. Speaking of it, I better get back to work. Thanks guys for doing a great job. Okay. Love you. Bye. Mwah. No, he didn't, he didn't get them. Only like only only the cabinet lady gets them. Okay, Allison, aren't you going to Hawaii today? Oh, this is awesome. God, we're three calls today. You know, how, like they make fun of like those internet shows. Like like one person calls it. We're kind of like one of those shows, but today we're not. It's fucking great. Call her high. How we doing, boys? It's the plumber. Well, plumber, I was actually thinking about you this morning because my coffee machine, uh, it needs to be cleaned and it takes like 40 minutes to like, you know, it to go through all its cleaning cycles. So I used my strong coffee this morning. Awesome. Good stuff. How are we doing, gentlemen? I'm fucking amazing. Caleb thinks he, Caleb's on another planet. He's, he's going getting, through, tra- we're getting better every day. He's going through transition. He's pre, yeah. pre he's, he's okay. pre, pre-operative. Pre-op transition. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. How are you doing? A uh, couple of things. I'm good. Uh, I'm, honestly, I think I still might be hungover from Sunday night. Oh, that's fun. Nice. Yeah. But um, one just wanted to say how cool it was to meet all the all the internet people in uh, real life at Waterpalooza. Travis and Gabe are such good dudes. Oh, good. Talk good to, to hear them that. A bunch. Um. Heidi got to meet Bruce for the first time, which was cool. Uh, and just everyone was great. And a ton of people from the show that I've never met before in real life were reaching out throughout the weekend to wish me luck. And it was, it was really cool. I think, well, what sets WADA apart um, from other competitions, even the games is that it, it really does feel like one big party and a, just a gathering of the tribes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. It, it doesn't it kind of feel like that at the games too, though, with all the affiliates and like the 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 um, place where people camp, the motorhome area, and that stuff. It does, but like Vendor Village is a lot more. It's it spreads out through the whole venue, right? You know how at the games is it's kind of controlled all in that one building. Yeah, to like go from stage to stage, right? People are waiting in line to get out. And they're in front of a booth. So they're going to talk to the person at the booth or it's, 
it's throughout the whole area. I don't know. I feel it, at least for me personally, it's a little bit more community at Wadapalooza ish. Ish. Okay. Fair enough. How did you did you and work then, did you work the strong coffee booth there? Did they have a booth there? Yeah, they did. No, I I did not. They were slammed. I mean, all the coffee booths were slammed throughout the weekend, which is great to see. Drug I sale. Drug gave, sale. Gave, yeah, literally. Um, no, I was uh, competing, and then when I'd have to, when I have a spare minute, I try to hop on the show with you guys. Thank you. Um, question. Day one, uh, I'm starting an internship today, and I wanted, like, your advice or, I guess, like, a couple of uh, first impression type thing, like do's and don'ts of, like, starting a new gig, a new job. I don't pat anyone on the ass on your first day. Okay. <laughs> Good start. I, I don't, I don't even know. I don't know how that world works anymore. Like for me, it used to be just be nice and do everything just to be there for available for everyone and everything. Um, remember that, uh, I, fuck. Yeah. I don't know. Either do everything perfect. Like if I, if, if I went, if I, if I set tables for a living, I would set the best tables. I used to, I used to be a checker before there were scanners yeah. and I was, a, and you had to punch in the price for everything. I was a beast. I was so fucking good. I just, I tried to do everything just good. I try to have fun with everything I fucking do, no matter what it is. I try to have fun yeah. with it. And I, I think if you do that, people will want to be around you, but I have no idea what's going on today. People sound crazy. It's, it's a pretty cool company. It's Chip Ganazi racing. So they're uh -huh. an indie car company. Oh. Um, and I'm join, joining on with their strength conditioning staff. Oh, I like so, it. Dude. I like it. Yeah. I'm so, so, yeah. Show up early every time. If they ever ask you if you want to yeah. do something, always say yes. Yes. It, it doesn't matter. Hold on. Yes. I never said. I never said no. I never say no. Mm -hmm. I have no. I think boundaries are for bitches. I think boundaries are for yeah. pussies. I never say no. And uh, yeah, I just go uh, full steam, fucking ahead. Remember everybody's name. Yeah. Yes. Wow. That's good too, Caleb. Yeah. That, yeah, that's a big one for me. I know that like names are tough. So I think that's going to be, but like also if it's like day two or day three and you're like, Hey, right up front, rather than like going with buddy or something else, it's like, Hey, remind me of your name again. Like quickly. Like, I think that's all right too. Yes. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. It's so. totally, it's totally okay. And hey, you know what? I've seen people who are com also completely fucking talentless, just dweebs, but because they're silent, they climb the chain quickly. You just, which, is a, which is a trip. Just sit back and learn yeah. everything you can. Ask as many questions as you want. Bring a notepad. Yeah. Awesome. Savon, you say no to leaving your compound every day. Uh, Tom Guerin the third. I yesterday I went to the lighthouse at Santa Cruz. I leave the compound every day. Don't get confused. Yesterday I went to the lighthouse in Santa Cruz. Every day it's been pouring rain here. I've gone to the ocean to watch the waves with my kids and spent an hour outside in the rain while the rest of the pussies huddle in their shelters and their domiciles 
and me and my boys are out in the rain just checking out waves. And yesterday was particularly fascinating because our beaches are filled with tens of thousands of huge redwoods that have washed down the streams, gone out into the oceans, and now come back ashore. And so you can look down at these beaches now, and it, dude, if you went down there, you'd die. Imagine just like a thousand logs like in a washing machine cycle in 20-foot waves. And it's like just like 20 feet from you. Like if you just walk down to the beach, you're dead now. Like a log would bump you going like two miles an hour and you'd be dead. You get smashed between two fucking 10,000 pound redwoods. It's, it's nuts down there. So I do leave the house, Mr. Gearin, the third. <laughs> well, I'm excited for you. Are you still doing the internship with Strong Coffee or they, they're, they're yesterday's news for you? Uh, it, it's just, it's more a remote thing and it slowed down a little bit, but oh, this okay. is what I need to. So this is basically, uh, my capstone for my degree. So we finish with, uh, everyone has to do an internship. So once I finish this, I'll, uh, graduate this May. Okay. Let me leave you with this piece of wisdom. Yeah. You can't go wrong with an organic carrot. <laughs> Wow. That's that's something right. What do you, are you do you use that as a brush? I hopped on late. What are you talk what was that about with the carrot? I'm just trying to be an influencer. Like like I want like uh, I want people to know that like hey, eating carrots is okay and it's cool, but I don't want to eat on my podcast. So yesterday I thought I, I was walking as I was walking to the through the kitchen, my wife had some carrots out and I brought a carrot on the show. And then this morning I thought uh, uh yeah, I'll I'll bring another carrot on the show. Just like, because if one person uh, after this eats a carrot, um, that's I, I feel good. You could probably sell pictures of you uh, taking pictures of your carrot and posting it online. Probably. You think I? Nothing I post online gets seen anyway. Um, I'll hire you at Paper Street when you finish. Hey, we're getting fucked by YouTube now too, which is crazy. So many people are telling me that they're not getting our notifications. And, and I see what's happening to our subscriber rate. So it's, it's weird. Uh, Eric Weiss, you're killing it. Plumber have a variety of internships. Keeps meeting new people. Enjoy. You're a good dude. It's a good dude. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye guys. Bye. Later dude. Good luck. Can't wait to hear about it. Uh, I had a significant other had who thought I was crazy for eating raw carrots. It blew my mind that she had never seen anyone eat a raw carrot. It's actually quite an enjoyable experience. Hey, is the Gluck Gluck 9000 when you do this, you, you you have both hands like this and and it's going like this? And the mouth at the same time. Right. I can't do that. I, I, yeah, yeah. I can't do that part. Uh, Sevy and OnlyFans uh, with this carrot. You have only seven in the... Uh... Well, whether you see it or not, Sevon has been holding a carrot since the first episode. Whoa. <laughs> Again, astute observation. Um... Uh, Hal Roberts, I haven't been consistently notified for months. Should I subscribe? Yes. You mother. What are you doing, Hal? Subscribe. All of you. A lot of you guys have been reaching out to ask me how to help. And the problem is, is like, I don't, I need so much help that I don't even know how to direct you to help. And so I, I appreciate it. Uh, someone, this guy has been making me, I think he's from Europe. Um, uh, thumbnails, toenails, thumbnails. Why are they called thumbnails? Caller, hi. 
But, Good morning. But if you make me a thumbnail for my YouTube show and I've already made a thumbnail, I, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm probably not switching it out. But if you make me a thumbnail for a show that I haven't, don't have a thumbnail for, then I'll probably use it. Yes. Nice to hear your voice this morning. Yeah, it's Mike, Mike the HR guy. Oh, hello, Mike the HR guy. Holy shit. I, God, I love the callers. We had a, a guy, a doctor call who got in trouble for um, telling one of his patients he needed to lose a little weight before he could get in the CAT scan machine. And now we have a actual HR guy. The dick pic HR guy. Don't forget that. You got to keep that in my intro. God, that's crazy. <laughs> what was it? It was a reflection in the toaster or something? In the, in the, or the mirror. Remember in the mirror. Oh, holy smokes. So um, there's uh, there's this, this channel that I came across. It's called the Nomadic Introvert or something like that. So I started watching the channel about the same time as your show. She's at a hundred thousand views and all she does is live in a van and cook meals and you sit there and watch her talk for 30 minutes. So does she have cleavage? Nope. Nope. Not at all. Hey, that that van life shit is uh, intriguing. Is it on YouTube? Yep. Yep. So one of the, one of the things I was thinking about is, uh, Oh yeah, this is cool. This is cool. Okay. Go ahead. You know how somebody made that comment about getting out of the compound a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think you need to maybe look at your approach a little bit. Maybe have one that's uh vlog style because we're all interested in what Savon does in his personal life. And then one live call-in show. And then when you do the ones that are with somebody, do them in person, but post them like a Joe Logan where it's not live. Because the one thing is if I miss a live call-in show, then like if I'm only a half an hour past it, it's like, oh, I already missed, I already missed the bulk of it, you know? Right, right, right. But, um, so, uh, so does that mean you think I should do less? No, I, I, I voted you should do more. I think oh. you should be consistent with the live call-ins, maybe less with the guest and then do some type of vlog that's clean. That can drive people to these shows where oh. YouTube doesn't shadow ban you. So, so you're saying like, uh, show like when the show's over, start filming myself walking into the house. My kids tell me, Oh, uh, hi dad. Hi, Heidi. They love all me. my life stuff. Then I eat eggs out of a pan that are that are my wife left over for me that the kids didn't eat. I just use it like the wooden spoon that's there. <laughs> and then I get the kids dressed and I take them uh, out. Like that's what I'm gonna do today. Take them straight to the skate park. And you hear me yell at him in the car. I'm fucking talking to Sousa. Be quiet. That's exactly it, man. And then and then and then uh, today. Wow. Wow. Just a thought. I know everybody has a thousand suggestions, but no, I, like it. You get I like it. I appreciate it. I feel very defensive, but I appreciate it. All right. You guys have a good one. Hey, I bought a table today, yesterday. You did? Yeah. I bought a table with uh, three chairs that I'm going to put back there. It's a high table and I'm going to move my desk this way a little bit so I can like face that. And, um, my kids said that they want to come on the podcast. There's no fucking way I can do it live. They'll say something so crazy to expose me. I think. No, for sure. Can't control them. Yeah. Like they'll say something so fucking crazy. I know it. It's going to be, I'm going to be like, oh God, how do they know? Like they're going to be like, hey, can we go to Burger King after this? I'll be like, Burger King. We don't go to Burger <laughs> King. I'm going to be fucked. Uh, well, you guys have a good day, man. Okay. Bye. Mike, the HR guy. I would have liked to have gotten just one HR story from him. You know? What a bizarre job. God, they must hear the dumbest shit. I, heard oh, you're, I have to tell you this HR story I heard uh, yesterday. 
it's 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 uh, something that happened at CrossFit Inc. It remind me to tell you after the show. Those are some of my favorite stories. Yeah, you're gonna fucking love this story. Shit gets weird, man. Yeah. What happens too is it becomes it's it's a tattle tailing session. Yeah. So when when I was at work, the first ten years at CrossFit, we didn't have an HR. And as soon as we got an HR, it was just like people people think HR is to report complaints to. No, they make that they make the problems. They it's such a shit department. It's horrible. Whenever we have like uh, we get like complaints from patients and stuff, that's exactly what it turns into. Like as soon as they created that that as soon as people figure out that that's a system, yeah. Like as a patient, you can come in and just like complain about your provider or whoever you saw or whatever. Yeah. It just turns into a whole disaster because what happens is people will submit those problems and then those people have to come down and like investigate the provider or the technician or the nurse or whoever it is and see like, why did you do this? And I'm like, well, let me tell let me give you the laundry list of things this person has been doing until finally they decided to complain about us. Like, yeah, we've seen this person 20 times. Yeah, it becomes a tattletale contest. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that, that's the story I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you a story of someone who went to HR at CrossFit or someone who got called into the HR office at CrossFit and got in trouble recently. And instead of owning up to what they did, they went nuclear on someone else. They dropped the bomb on someone else. Awesome. Good I know. You, it, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. that's like how my boys react. Within the first month of me getting, a, my, getting to my first base, yeah. I was getting like ice complaints, which is like the worst complaint you can get. I was like already getting like two of them. I'm like, I don't even, I don't even, what does that mean? What did you do? Like, you're not nice to someone or I don't even, I don't even, they didn't even explain it to me because they were just like, well, this is, I think that they, they just said, Hey, there's an, they had had told my leadership about it. And then my leadership was like, well, that's stupid. And then they kind of like had my back and they just pushed it away. Does it have to do with sex or racism or? No, it's usually like some, I mean, sometimes we'll get those, but for the most part, it's like, um, Beaver was a shitty technician and he didn't introduce himself or he put the blood pressure cuff on too tight or. Oh he shit. He didn't oh, ask me how my day was like stuff like that. Like it's so petty, so petty. It gets ridiculous. It's so funny. Oh my God. People I in the military can be so petty, dude. They're like, Oh, I have free healthcare. So I should get everything I want. Well, so they're they just like six or seven complaints. I'm like, dude, I have 10 minutes to talk to you about this. <laughs> They're just people, right? Yeah. Just hey, like uh, 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 343, speaking of petty, this is uh, uh, Mr. Jeffrey Birchfield uh, back squatting 405. This is pretty fucking nuts. This guy's a tank. Didn't, this guy just uh, deadlifted 500, right? Yeah. 275 bench, 500 dead, and a 405 squat. Dude. Yeah, this is getting nuts. Oh, he's got the Sevon podcast shirt on. I didn't even notice that. Nice. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. It's nice. Oh, I think you might have to go. How come we don't get to see it? I don't know. It keeps refreshing it. Oh, maybe I sent you a shitty link. Maybe you have to click. Here, let me find it. Okay. Sorry. No, I've seen it. I think I saw it earlier. It was really cool. He's, I mean, freakish. Yeah. Dude. It's pretty nuts, right? Yeah. I think I think he's, like it, how, I think he's how the same age as me or older. I think he's a little older than you. Yeah, maybe by one year. 
And he's a teacher. When I think of teachers, I just think of pussies. Especially yeah, university not, professors. I think he teaches something real dorky like neuroscience or something. I think it's, I want to say he's like a biology. There he is. Jeffrey, 54. Yeah, he's old as dirt. He's Lord. four years older than me. Let's see. Isn't that fun, Jeffrey? I was so proud of myself yesterday that I did. I only did 100 deadlifts at 135 and 100 burpees, but I'm like, yeah, I'm cool. Do shit. My dad's trying to get a full legless rope climb before I come home. And oh, that's like, cool. I'm, that's like his goal. I'm like, all right. Well, Holy shit. When did your dad get into that? Um, he started doing CrossFit probably shortly after I did. He's been doing it for the past like close to 10 years, I think. Dude, that is fucking nuts. What a cool dad you have. I didn't realize you had cool parents like that. Yeah, my parents are pretty dope. Okay, uh, Jeffrey uh, Birchfield, uh, 405. I think that's a green Sevon podcast shirt. Yeah, it is. It's like one of the originals. God, that's low too. Wow, wow. He's you strong. My, yeah, you might have one more in you. He, could, he might be able to hit a double with that. Whoo. Jeez. That's wild. Joe, Jody, not exactly the words of encouragement uh, we <laughs> wanted. Don't die, Papa Birch. <laughs> I don't think that's ego lifting. That's straight up strength. I don't know if you guys saw on the uh, the show yesterday I did with Brian Friend, but a teacher in Texas has been put on leave for uh, asking his students to do uh, 300 to 400 push-ups. They, it was the football team. Yeah. Supposedly eight eight of the team members had to go to uh, the hospital. One of them had rhabdo. The parents were complaining. He didn't let them drink water. <laughs> I think it, it's worse. I, I don't care about the water thing, but it's worse that he was so stupid to think that they would be able to do that. Those kids? Yes. It's like, dude, I've seen, I, as a strength and conditioning coach, like, that's probably the least intelligent thing I've ever heard of happening. Like I've seen, I've seen. Tell me why, why? Cause I think I could do 400 uh, pushups in an hour and be totally fine. No, I'm sure you could because you do them regularly. Like right. you, you have these kids who have like, they don't do high volume stuff. Like if you're a football player, you're doing like maybe a maximum of 10 reps of each exercise. Right. And you're doing them in like split sets. Like, yes, you and I could do 400 pushups and be fine. Like maybe have some chest soreness later yeah. and you're yeah. good but like you're having these kids who have basically never done even close to 100 push-ups before in their life and you're telling them hey all right fair. push-ups and then like there was a coach from iowa he did he told everybody that they needed to do like 100 bodyweight back squats coupled with like supersetted with uh like a sled push like you had to sled push up and back between every set so you know if you drop the bar you had to do a sled push like 50 yards down and back like and those I think one one of those was a collegiate player, he ended up dying, and a couple others were like had rhabdo. Yeah, hundred bodyweight squats is is yeah, is nice. It's, it's it's not you're not thinking like you, at that point you're just being a douchebag football coach. Right. You're but just trying to just break your the kids. It's like there's no reason for that. Okay, so yeah. what you're saying is they weren't conditioned properly, but a 17-year-old a, a uh, high school athlete should be able to do 400 push-ups in an hour. Yeah, theoretically. Even if you're even if you're fucking on the ballet team, the drama team. Proper proper um build up to it for sure. You can yeah. do that like the end of the season thing. Be like, hey. I mean, can you imagine doing less than a hundred push ups a week? Just no. Yeah. I mean, it's just fucking like 
Yeah. I, 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 I guess I live in my own fucking world, but to do the thought of like, I accidentally do a hundred pushups in a, in a week. Yeah. Accidentally. I mean, you're probably doing a, like a hundred burpees a week too. Like, yeah. On accident. Off the ground or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I hey, some guy, some guy, uh, some guy who's a, a 20 year retired Navy something or another, He's now a truck driver and he's 55 years old. And he sent me an email being like, Hey dude, I have type two diabetes and I'm fat. What should I do? I, the one thing that is so crazy to me is truck drivers who are, well, I understand that they're on the road for a a lot of the time, but if you're living out of that truck, if if you're like, you sleep, it's like a sleeper cab. So like you have a bed in the back. Yeah. If you don't have like a set of dumbbells or like a barbell and some plates or like something in the storage container, like, I know there's room in those things that you can carry extra right. things. Right. I'm so surprised that people don't do that or like they're, they're not just dropping themselves off at like a, you're stopping at a Walmart and getting in the parking lot and working out in the parking lot. Or I used like, to all, I used to, when I used to drive everywhere for CrossFit, I used to go back and forth across the country from California to the tip of Florida to Maine to wherever my, and my wife and I would make videos for them. We always carried uh, D balls and dumbbells, at absolutely. least one, a 20 pound D ball and some dumbbells. Whenever I've had to move, I've put like a weight vest and a sandbag. Yeah, weight vest is good. Or something in the back of my car. So that way, and it's easily accessible. I can pull it out. Got my jump rope too. You just pull that out and then I hit the parking lot or hotel or whatever and work out. Yeah, Anthony, 300 push-ups an hour is only fit five on the minute. Yeah. I In a couple of days here, somewhere I'm going to do six on the minute. I want to see what, what that's like for an hour. Well, I watch a bunch of uh, Andrew Hiller videos or something. Um. I told the truck driver, hey, this, this is what I would do. Stop eating after – don't ever eat after 6 o'clock. It's non-negotiable. Never. Don't drink anything that has any sugar or artificial sweetener in it. If you need caffeine, drink black coffee. And uh, and, and then you have, to, you have to do 10 burpees every day. And I said, talk to me in 30 days. That's a good idea. I, mean, I think that it's so easy for them to just run into the, the truck stop and pick up a churro and a couple hot dogs or whatever and eat that for your, like, that's your meals. Like you, it's, it's probably pretty difficult to like cook your food or whatever. I don't know how the, the timing works. I'm sure you're on the road for a couple days at a time, but I'm a week now with not eating after 6 PM. And it's fucking the best decision I've fucking ever made. The only time uh, on Saturday, since I, since I, on, since I fast all day Sunday from Saturday night to Sunday on Saturdays, I, I, I made an exception on Saturdays. I can eat as late as I want, but all the other days uh, I stopped eating. It's so great. Like I, like last night at eight forty at night, I did that uh, hundred uh, deadlifts and hundred burpees and I was so hungry and I didn't eat. And I was so happy in the morning when I woke up this morning, like you're such a stud, Sevy, such a good dude. Yeah. That's awesome. Hopefully that guy implements those things and, Shirt's feeling better. Okay, so Caleb uh, put me in check a little bit. I don't have kids who are out of shape do 400. Uh, 400 push-ups is too many if you're not uh, conditioned. Maybe, yeah. Uh, hard hard to do the not eating after six if you work. As, I, 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 Dude, I'm telling you. So I take my kids to fucking j- to striking at 3.30. I have to leave the house at three. They have striking at three thirty. Then from three thirty to four thirty, four uh, to four thirty, they have striking, and four thirty to five thirty, they have jujitsu. And then I got home at three fifty eight. So for those two hours, I'm like, oh fuck, I fucked myself. 
So then I got home at 5.58 and my wife's like, there's a hamburger uh, on the fryer. And I knew I only had two minutes and there was no time I was going to be able to eat it. So I, not the fryer on the, on the, on the pan. So I, uh, she had a handful of kale. I threw that in my mouth and just made a protein shake with a scoop of, uh, and that's it. You just have to learn. You have to figure it out. You just have to figure it out. And that's another thing is like, these are all just examples of things that he's putting in his own life. This is not like a cookie cutter. Hey, this should work for everybody. Right. If you're going to work it like it, cause I know how it is working on shifts, like working your overnights or like working when you're like on 24 hour shifts and shit, like it's not going to work for you because you're, everything's out of whack. Like if you're going to get a call at 3am, like, and you're, you haven't eaten anything or like you missed breakfast or whatever, like, so be it. Like just eat when you can, or if you're going to implement something, implement it around your own schedule. It's not like you're, you have to do it. Oh, I can't eat after six. Like if you're going to work, overnight then eat your meals then and then stop eating when you get off shift yeah maybe pick another time but i'm gonna tell you this i would pick a time because i, I i'm starting to realize in, uh that every every good habit you pick that's non-negotiable will push away other bad habits you have so like some people have this thing like hey i'll never miss my kids sporting events or birthday parties i don't have that shit at all i'll miss my kid's birthday lickety split for a good podcast guest I don't need that because I spend so much time with my kids. And so the podcast is what allows me to spend time with my kids. So I would never put my kids before my podcast because I understand the hierarchy of how this shit works for me. So just, but, but I do know that not eating past six o'clock will also push, will push away so many bad things in my life with just one fucking uh, non-negotiable habit. It's fucking awesome. It's just like we talked about it yesterday. I started doing CrossFit and uh, and I stopped smoking. Like it just pushes away bad shit. Uh, 341, fake doctors. Uh, Hans, CFL1. I got my CEO shirt from Wadapalooza. Thank you and Vindicate. Oh, that's awesome. The, the tweet is down. It's not there anymore. Oh. Surprise, surprise. It was titled fake doctors. <laughs> Uh, it was an, it was a, what was it for? It was showing, um, it was a, during COVID there were, there was uh, tons of fake doctors were being used, propped up online on Twitter to push the vaccine agenda. And it was being paid for by some government agency and it was exposed. Uh, 340, nothing is free. When you hear the word free and you actually believe it, you are now in a uh, – it should let you know that you you believe you're stuck in your head somewhere. Like you, you've made some sort of presupposition or you've accepted something that's not fact. So when they say college is free, it is not free. Nothing is ever, 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 ever free. And so when you hear that word, don't ever, don't ever believe it. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a liar's word. There is no free. It just means that you're not willing to look into. It means if you believe it, you're superficial. You're not willing to look deep enough into things. You don't live in reality. You live between your ears. Oh my God, Elon Musk, the highest taxpayer in the world. I just wanted to send you a, a, a thank you note because I went to City College this year and they waived my tuition. And I know you pay a shitload of taxes, so you must have paid for my college. Thank you. That that that's now you're kind of living in reality a little bit. 
Okay, action. People's lives. Healthcare is really important. Nobody can disagree with that. The question is, what happens if you call it a right? And I just have a philosophical problem with that. Rights always have corresponding duties. If I can claim a right, it means that somebody else has the duty to fulfill that right. So if I say I have a right to life, you have a duty not to take my life from me. Healthcare is a life and death issue. But if you say healthcare is a right, do you realize what you're saying at the same time is that somebody else has a duty to care for my health? Okay, well, who is that? It can't be government. Government is just people. So you tell me which person in society has a duty to become a doctor, nurse, caregiver to provide health care for me. Who is that person? And if they won't do it, do we have the right to compel them to become a doctor? I get why people talk about healthcare as a right, but if you call it a right, you have to understand you're saying someone else has a duty to become a caregiver. I want doctors that don't have to be compelled to become doctors. I want doctors to be doctors because they want to be doctors. <laughs> Should healthcare be considered a right if it's okay? Now, do you guys see that? That that is such clear thinking. That shows the balance of thinking because we live in this world. If you put something on this side of the scale something else has to be on this side of the scale and so if you say that healthcare is a right then you also must enforce the fact you must also enforce the fact that it's someone's duty that has to provide that and that's the shit no one ever thinks about just like when i say that jews are a standard deviation a smarter ashkenazi jews than everyone else what i'm also saying is is that um uh, japanese people and blacks aren't as smart as jews but i hide it under this thing that oh no ashkenazis are smarter when i do affirmative action when i say i'm helping people with color get into college because of the color of skin what i'm also saying which they never tell you is some white kids are going to be punished for the color of their skin those no one's ever thinking clearly like that oh healthcare is a right those fucking socialist morons not to mention what it destroys your healthcare your quality of healthcare everything the government's involved in has been destroyed it destroys your quality of healthcare anytime you make something like that free or a right. Bill, hi. Good to talk to you again. Convert I, I do me, wanna... convert me, my friend. Turn me into a bigot. Sorry. Yeah, happily. I'm, that's I'm, that's, I'm, that's t- why I, I'm tongue that's in why cheek. I call. Tongue in cheek. Thank you. I love you. You know I love you. But you, you, you know, you know my my worldview, and so I just I do want to push back on this video. Okay, and... please. Your your notion here? Oh no, I thought you. I thought you would agree with this actually. So I don't know you. I haven't figured you out. Okay. To to an extent, to an extent, I do. Okay. But you rightfully, you know, linked to, you know, the the recommended diagnosis for fat kids. Right. It involves surgery and drugs. Right. What what did we learn from Vanderbilt University's reasoning for conducting uh, genital mutilation surgeries on kids and giving them drugs? It makes them a ton of money. Uh, the, yes. the, the, the reason that CrossFit will never be prescribed is because it would make people healthier and less, you know, uh, less dependent clients of our medical state, of our medical system. And though all of these things are fruits of a profit-driven system where doctors, pharmaceutical companies, and even the government are contingent on people being customers for as long as they possibly can. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but Bill, it, uh, Bill, I it, totally agree it, with you there. And Greg used to say it this way. Don't forget there's one pile of money for healthcare, and Pfizer and CrossFit gyms are trying to get that same pile of money. So, of course, they fucking hate us. I agree with you 100%. But what, what I would turn back on this guy who spoke at Yaf, yeah. it, it would not be a corresponding – so, yes, perhaps there would be a corresponding duty uh, for the system to take care of people. But if – if we're a right and just society, there could also be a corresponding duty for people to be healthy and to make good choices. Okay. Okay. And, hey, and, so what and would that, that look like? That Tell me what that looks like. You, that, that means like, so the, um, uh, an emphasis on PE in high school. Of course, ma- mandatory physical education, tax breaks for your CrossFit membership or your gym membership. Okay. Okay. It, it Word. Mean, it means, Word. it means that meat is, is, is affordable. And, uh, you know, but I, I don't necessarily. And we would have to redefine what healthcare is. You're basically you have a definition a definition of healthcare that I like much better than the one I have. When I think of healthcare, I think of Pfizer and Kaiser. And what no, you're I, saying I, is, I hear you. Okay. But what what are what is Pfizer? Pfizer is a for profit company that exists because of our healthcare system. I don't I don't know if you've tried to get an get an antibiotic recently in America. It's impossible. The, the, my 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 wife had needed antibiotics for ten days. She got six hours worth of antibiotics. Two, why? Two why? What's going on? Why is there a shortage? Well, the she, factories she, have been she, turned she, into vaccine factories. Well, right. We seek to produce medications as cheap as possible, so the profit margin for every prescription can be as high as possible. And so it means what it means, and it's also an issue of the outsourcing of of our supply chains. But, but my point is. Like, I don't, I don't think all is rosy in our, you know, for-profit healthcare system, uh, because there are, there are problems and that, you know, that doesn't even get into the, the, our drive to profit off of children's mental, mental issues or, uh, their obesity. Okay. Just to go back. So this guy said that if you say healthcare is a right, you also on the other side of the equation have to be, have to understand that what you're saying is that that it's going to have to be someone else's duty. But you're saying that that is if we integrate uh, 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 fitness into that model and, uh, and and nutritional education, then it actually does work. I, I think he's missing half of what a duty means. There's yes, a duty for our for each other to have a, a strong community, strong strong neighborhoods, strong states that look out for those who cannot serve themselves. But there are also according duties for people who now enjoy a right of healthcare rights. We we've lost the notion of duties. Uh, I think he's right, but there is a really good, there's, there is a good that can come from us reclaiming what it means to have a duty to each other and to yourself. And it can be enforced now um, because if the, if our country and if our government is about, about more than freedom or rights, then we can start having these kinds of conversations, but we can't right now. You have a duty not to take more than one seat on an airplane. Sure. You, right. you don't have a you don't have a right to let your kids drink Coca Cola. You don't have a you don't have a right uh, to think you're a woman if you're a man. You don't have a right to smoke crack. Well, yeah, certainly. Well, you have a right to think you're a woman if you're a man. You just don't have a right to fucking tell me to think that. Or to mutilate your body to dress like one. Yeah, the body mutilation thing is a fucking trip, right? 
that we allow for adults or kids. That's my only point. Yeah, it's almost like we hate each other a lot. Like, hey, I saw, I saw. I don't know if you watch UFC. I saw Israel Adesanya got a face tattoo. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm sure people are going to want me to hang up soon, but there are there's a lot of I think quote unquote freedoms uh, that we've normalized, which don't don't do good for for each other or for individuals. Man, you really got me with the marriage thing yesterday. I've been tripping on the marriage thing. Hey, someone someone sent me a DM that says the state does view the marriages different. That I, that I need to look into that. That actually they don't view uh, they they don't view homosexual marriage and uh, heterosexual marriage as the same thing. Yes, they do. Oh, okay. Well, someone sent me. Well, I mean, which which, I, which which state? Maybe we can talk offline about it. But that that's the whole problem. Now okay. they are viewed as equal, even though they're obviously not. And without making a value judgment, two men married is not the same as a man and a woman married. But they have the same access to all the rights as any married couple. I was, I was, yeah, but uh, like, like, like you're saying, like two guys, you're saying like two guys can't make a baby, and so yeah, they're not, they have, and so they they're not a, the same as a guy and a girl. Well, they, yeah, I, I mean, put to put plainly, but yeah. the government still thinks that they have a right to, you know, pay a woman to, you know, be a, in the in the essence of the Handmaid's Tale, make one of their babies and then take the baby from her once once he's born. That that is a right under our marriage laws. Two men can do that without anyone stopping them. Hey, you know who I'm having, you know who I'm having on the show? Do you know who Seth Gruber is? That sounds familiar. He's like the guy, he's like the fucking, he does not, he has no zero tolerance for baby killing. He's like, Amen. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, He's like the the, the, the the stop of stops. He's been on all the shows. Uh, he's like so f- he he runs like the biggest like you know stop baby killing fucking organization I think in the United States. And he's coming on the show. It's gonna be wild. I wonder if I'm gonna if he what what it's gonna be. I can't wait to hear all this guy. Yeah, th- thanks for having him on. I, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's gonna be nuts. It's gonna be so good. I'm so excited to meet him. The issue, though, with TPUSA, his organization, and YAF the, from the video you just linked to, yeah. is those, those they kind of adhere to this heresy of rights. They, they think we should live in a rights-based society, and then they arbitrarily excise the rights that are unjust, which, which I, I'm on board with to an extent. Obviously, there is no right to, to kill a baby in your belly, but it's tough when you've when you say that you do have rights to other things. Um, and so we, we need this consistent ethic of, of truth of like, I, as I've said before, the natural law. So we can in good conscience and, and in coherent thought say abortion should be illegal. Trans surgery should be illegal. And the, the dignity of the human person should be re- respected all along. Right. Mr. Bill. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you demand. Thank you. I always love hearing your voice. Thank you. Likewise. What a good dude. He knows some stuff. 
He, uh, do you think he's dogmatic? Honestly, I don't even know what that means. I, I get uh, I, like I don't think... like not flexible in his thinking. Oh, um, yeah, I. It's like hard. I, like how I am about sugar. Yeah. Inclined to lay down principles of incontrovertible truth. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, 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 I think I need to have him on and talk to him for like two hours and just get to the bottom. He kind of scares me a little bit because I feel like he could take me down a um, alleyway where I agree with him, but I don't want to agree with him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I have a hard time. Like, I, it's weird because I. I feel like I have an a, an opposing opinion to him, but yeah. I'm not sure how to articulate it yet. Yeah, yeah. So I just, uh, yeah, I have a hard time like responding because he's just he has, I don't know. It's, it's sometimes you have sometimes there are people who are just so grounded in their beliefs that they refuse to see like the alternative. Like just, I mean, I I imagine my I try to look at everything from every perspective, right? Whether it's like the good or the bad or whatever it is. Right. Just to try to see what they're coming from, what direction they're coming from. Like why people do things. I don't really, I I, I can't sit myself in one spot and be like, yeah, this is how it is because I haven't seen every perspective. He he introduced something yesterday about natural law. Yes. And and I'm still, I've been that really, that he fucked me up with that. That fucking sent me into a tailspin. Part of me, I looked it up and I'm not sure he, I'm sure he's going to say that he knows what natural law is. But yeah. when I looked it up, I didn't agree that what he was saying is natural law. It was actually what he well, meant by natural law. Right. Well, that, well, that's fair. I, 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 that's fair where you, where you took that, but it's like the thing the other day, I, I never knew what morality was. And since I, and I, since I don't believe in God, I don't, I just thought morality was stupid. And then we had that guy on Jay Nera and he said, uh, morality, um, there's objective morality. Uh, objective morality is, is treat people the way you want to be treated. And once I got that, I was like, yeah, that's kind of how I roll. A natural law, a theory in ethics and philosophy that says that human beings possess intrinsic values that govern govern their reasoning and behavior. Yeah, like like wanting to ejaculate, right? Or wanting to be intimate with women and make babies. Wanting uh, protection from the cold and the heat. Eating. Right. Those are some like shelter. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or like um, when uh, Hitler went after the Jews, like if you read that book, Mouse, that uh, comic book, Mouse, it's like a graphic novel. It's two books and it's a, it's the story. And you just see how at some point the Jews just turn on when, when it comes down to just hardcore survival, people will just turn on each other. Right. Like, you know, 20 people drowning in a pool and they're stepping on each other to get out. It's, I mean, yeah, you're in, entirely you just become entirely selfish. It's all self-preservation to get that, to get a breath. <sighs> yeah. Just to maintain existence. Right. Yeah. And, and, and so, and, and there are these things that you think are going to be good because they sound good, like healthcare for everyone or affirmative action. But if you don't look at the other side of the scale, it's a slippery slope that like, look what it's fucking turned into. Oh, outright open war against white people on fucking television. CBS, NBC, ABC, CNN. It's and and where did that seed come from? 
the people that refuse to see the other side of things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Philip Carey, and I was one of those people because it sounds like such a nice thing to do. But on the other side of fucking letting black kids into school, you have to uh, not let white kids in. Every cause has an effect. Yeah, there's balance. Uh, Sevon, what is uh, what it was your first experience with CrossFit? I, I was making the show for ESPN, and one of the um, I was producing the show for ESPN, and one of the guys there who was uh, security was buff as fuck, and me and my friend Carrie started talking to him, asking what he does, and he says he does CrossFit. So we went home and looked it up. It's about, uh, that's the ass version of the story. Uh, 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 okay. So, so, so I don't know if he, if he derailed me there, but okay. 339, a tattoo. 339 tattoo, tattoo or Asian kids. Yeah. Pick, pick your, I, I pick your, uh, okay. This one's, this is crazy. Here we go. Hypocrisy and double standards aren't dead in America. A 10-year-old walks into the school nurse's office to get some Vaseline for his tattoo. The nurse calls the cops. The mother of a 10-year-old and the tattoo artist are arrested for giving a tattoo and consenting for a tattoo for a child that's under 18 years old. Why would a child who's under 18 get arrested for getting a tattoo? Because state laws in all 50 states say that you're too young and can't consent even with a parental approval to getting a tattoo. However, you can consent to gender-affirming drugs and transition surgeries prior to age 18. Why? Well, because hypocrisy and double standards say so. Just to let you know that hypocrisy... How, how do they justify that? that because... I mean, obviously, we know the tattoo union isn't as strong as the pharma union, but uh, how do they justify that? Because tattoos are not a medical necessity, and and chopping off a penis is. How do they? How does that justify? Yeah, yeah I'm not sure how mutilating your body is a gender is a, is a medical necessity. <laughs> that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, especially before you're 18, right? Absolutely, you shouldn't. I mean. I remember before I was 18, I should not have been making any decisions. No. Yeah. But by the way, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's okay to get your kid a tattoo at 10. It's a fucking idiocy. Yeah. That's pretty stupid. Crazy. I don't think I got my first one until I was like 24, 23. Oh, and were you in the military at the time? No, not yet. But all the rest of them after that were when I was in the military. You got uh, the rest of when you were in the military. Mm-hmm. Hey, did they ask you when you get, um, <clears throat> go into the military? Like, do you did you do the thing where you walk into like a strip mall, like uh, uh, yeah, for the and, to talk to the recruiter? Yeah, and you're like, hey, I want to go to, I want to be in the Navy, Air Force. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, do they ask you if you have any tattoos? Yep, you have to have, you have to have them all documented, and whenever you have to do like a. I can't remember if it's like a reenlistment or like you have to do a new physical. You have to get all of them redocumented. Like you, you if you get new ones, they have to go on your record. Oh so, shit! So all of the all the new ones you have to get get put on. 
Um, Adam uh, Blakesley, I got my first bad uh, tattoo in AIT. It's what's AIT? Air Force? No, it's uh, I think it's um, advanced individual training. So it's like oh. whenever they go to learn how to do their job, that's uh, <laughs> so I'm guessing somebody had a tattoo gun and gave them a tattoo, which is not uncommon. Where somebody just some some dude has a tattoo gun and they uh bring it and they're like, Oh yeah, let's do this. And then they just do it up in somebody's room. Um the enemy, uh no, not this. Uh, the enemy is is white liberals. I don't know if it's just white liberals. I mean, I know that's a, I know you're using that as a sweeping generalization. Hey, what about this notion that they they keep um, uh, using the word progressives now? I, I don't like that. Why don't they just keep calling them Democrats? Why are they changing it to progressives? It's all Democrats. Well, why know. are they changing they, the word? All well, they they do it all the time. <laughs> they just yeah. change the word and think that it's like a it's the same thing with like your global warming is now just climate change. Yeah, it's I like don't want to call them progressives. They're just Democrats. They're all they all are hand holding each other. Regressives. They're just fucking. They're gnarly extremists. They're they're anti free speech, gnarly extremists, democratic extremists. I imagine they're using different words every couple of years because somebody else got like took charge of that project. Now they're like, look at what I'm doing with this new stuff, and then now like they're like, oh wow, they're making a change in what and whatever issue is going on, and that people because it's a, under a different name, they they agree with it. Like, oh, I cool. think it's because the Democrats are afraid. They know, oh shit, we have fucking full blown Nazis in our fucking ranks, and 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 they and the, instead of looking at that, that they are also pushing forward this kind of fascist agenda where they control the media and don't allow free speech and judge people by the color of skin and make it everyone live off of the government's tit. Uh, they're kind of like they're nervous, so they want to call that group progressives. It's it's interesting watching Project Veritas like uncover all these things with these with different news outlets. Yeah, they, they'll go to them and they'll be like, "Oh, we wanted to talk about this article that you wrote about us. Like, why did you write this? Why did you?" Write? They're like, "Oh, we were just uh, what did they call it? They said um, paraphrasing. Like, oh, we're just paraphrasing. You're like, you have the exact quote. Why don't you just write the exact quote? Yeah, like you're not yeah. Para- it's not paraphrasing if you're changing the verbiage and the definition of what's being said." you're it's it you're changing the the entirety of the of the meaning like you you can't just say that you're paraphrasing for the sake of the length of the article when you're you're changing the words entirely hey dude we got called on that yesterday on the show when i was bringing up the trump pussy uh quote yeah and i was totally paraphrasing it mischaracterizing it that was actually when someone said hey bring up the quote and you brought it up that was actually the first time i'd ever read the quote it's even more benign than i thought basically what he's saying is is that if you're famous you can grab girls pussies and they won't say anything to you yeah right and And i and i didn't think of it like that when i was saying it i was just like holy shit even that like why not why what's interesting and i'm i'm not sure like i didn't do a shitload of research on this but i brought up the quote and then somebody said, oh, notice he didn't find a video of it. So I went and looked for the video because I wasn't looking for it initially. Went and found the video, like the whatever video they had used connected to the audio that, yeah. that was associated with it. Yeah. And the, the, the audio of it is actually significantly longer than what he's than what it was broken down in the quote that I had used. Oh. The audio is, it's probably like a two or three minute audio of him just like bullshitting. And it, it, it's, I mean, 
you could I could venture to say that the, what was written in the quote that I posted was a paraphrased version of it. Oh, but also like it can like maybe even condensed. It was yeah, like the quote that I the the image was condensed, but when I went and found the the video with the audio attached to it, it was like two or three minutes of conversation between him and another dude. It was it was uh, George Bush's son, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he got he got in so much trouble for that, even though he didn't do shit. Uh Sunil Matwani. Great name. A Trumper DeSantis. I don't know. Just uh, shooting from the hip, I'm gonna have to say DeSantis because he's younger, but I don't really know. I don't know. Uh we already talked about the uh we already talked about this 338. This whole thing that 60 minutes is pushing, uh surgery for 13 year old kids please don't do not give your kids any drugs exercise your kids treat your kids like fucking dogs just walk them and feed them and give them discipline and say good boy do not fucking take your kid uh 337 commercial hey dude you know what's crazy we showed that video oh i had brian on yesterday and we showed a video from a horror movie and, mm-hmm. and they fucking gave me a copyright claim on it. You fucking idiots who are like putting out movies. If we can't show the trailer of your movie on our station, we, we live in idiot world. I'm just going to, you're going to have to put the link somewhere and love to watch it themselves, I guess. Oh, this is so fucking crazy. This is, this is so good. This makes me have faith in humanity. When I see commercials like this, have you seen this commercial? I don't think so, but the Doritos commercials for Super Bowls are usually pretty funny. Yeah, this is this is amazing. Billy, mm. use the cleaner. Oh. Uh, touchdown. Yeah, it only works with Doritos. Why only Doritos? You ask too many questions, Billy. <laughs> shut up how crazy is that oh my god just a straight glory hole reference that's amazing When I was a kid, I was fascinated with the idea of a glory hole as a young boy. When I had heard that term, I just couldn't even. I was like, is there really a place where you just go put your penis in and someone works on it? I was fascinated oh with that idea of a glory hole. That and is- no, and, and no, I never I never used a glory hole or I never, never, never dabbled in any kind of like weird shit or prostitution or. <laughs> But I was, but as a kid, I was like, there's a scene in Porky's, I think that movie Porky's where the, I can't remember if the boys put their penis in the hole or if they put their eye in the hole and they see people, they get to see people having sex. I remember being a kid being like, wow, no peep show. If there could be a hole, I could look through and watch people having sex. That'd be crazy. Uh, a dick butter. I'm as pervy as it gets. And I have no interest in a glory hole. You don't want to feel someone's mustache on your penis? Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> okay. Uh, 336. This guy. Not that guy, but this guy. Uh, 
this is insane and insulting. Check this video out. I think this might be a video game. And it shows a guy. How they got um, this black man like he's some child beater. Like he's some woman beater. This is disgusting. It's sickening. Yo, this is insane. Okay, so this is critical race theory. You see this? I think this guy might be a good guy, but you can't have it both ways, people. This is critical race theory. He's watching a video of a man, uh, and a, and a, he's chosen to view this uh, these cartoons, this animation, as a uh, through the color of uh, the the characters being representing uh, whole cultures, whole groups of people by the color of their skin. So what he's pissed off about is is that clearly it's a man and his wife, or a man and a girl in a fight, and he's pissed at her. He, it looks like he was about to spank the daughter for being naughty, and then the mom came in and was like, "Don't spank my daughter." And then, then yeah, look, he's about to spank his daughter, and the mom comes in and is like, "Yo, get the fuck away! Don't do that!" And then now he's pissed, and now he's going to beat the wife and the daughter, and he's turned it into a racism thing. And it's like, hey, dude, you can't have it both ways. You cannot have it both ways. You want white and black people fucking? Well, then you're going to have to have white and black people fighting and boys and girls hitting each other because that's what couples do. They get in fights, a.k.a. Dana White. So, like, but this is this is critical race theory. We're all guilty of it. We're all fucking guilty of it. But but it's but it's 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 not it's not helping anything. Uh, Matt Burns, Savon, you remember the teacher getting banged in the equipment room howling? You mean in Porky's? No, I only I can't. I only remember there was like a hole. And you got to watch people have sex or put your penis in. I can't remember. I was a kid. My, that was the kind of shit like, I don't even know if I ever saw that whole movie. My mom would never let me watch anything like that. But I would like, I'd have to like sneak it somehow. You know, like, 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 I, like I went to go to the movie theater, rode my bike to the movie theater to see Burt Reynolds movie and then sneak out and like go sneak into Porky's for a few minutes and watch it as a little kid. You know, like I saw, went to go see Cannonball Run, but instead like put my head in the Porky's. It was a peephole. Yeah, okay. In the girl's shower. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Like, I wasn't allowed to watch Fast Times at Ridgemont High or all that shit. I was the kind of kid, like, when I finally went away to college, like, I just rented a thousand R-rated movies from my youth. Oh, yeah. Fuck, fuck these people. They ain't telling me what to do. For a while, my parents wouldn't let me watch SpongeBob. They thought it was, like, like a drug trip or something. And then eventually I just started watching it. Like, I think we moved or something. And is, 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 is that, is that, uh, is SpongeBob and that dude, uh, gay, the, him, his buddy and, and, the, and the enemies, the one eyed pickle plankton. Yeah. Like I had this whole thing explained to me one time that it was just like a giant, like a giant I think, gay I think, themed. I think I've seen that too, but I just, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, okay. Maybe I'm just see that's that that's critical that uh, I talked about critical race theory. That's critical uh, sex theory. Like everyone's just looking at everything for like uh, homo theory, critical yeah. homo theory. You've never heard that the one eyed Yeah. Critical homo theory. Yes. You never heard that the one eyed pickle. Was that his name? Tallywhacker. Was there a guy in that show named Tallywhacker? Oh. I don't think there's anybody in that show. named. Oh, Sean's tripping. Don't get defensive. SpongeBob is not gay. 
Uh, trying to prevent somebody from ruining my childhood. Uh, NB- uh, 335, uh, NBC. Oh, I think this is the same issue. This is this is the same thing. There's so yeah, much drugs in OBC. Okay, yeah. Don't give your kids drugs for any reason. None. No reasons. Pediatric group issues new guidance. Look at that lady's. What the fuck is that lady wearing? She looks pe- like one of the characters from Shark Tale. Oh, wow. Yeah, she had some crazy plastic surgery or something. I do like that lady's dress on the right. I do like their dresses. It's just it's not working for them. Pediatric group issues new guidance for tackling obesity uh, in kids, drug use, uh, surgery early. How if I was a fucking news person, they asked me to report on this. I would fucking flip. I love it how it says pediatric group. That right there lets you know that it's just bullshit. I'm a fucking pediatric group. I represent a pediatric group. Pediatric group. And that's like the American Academy of Pediatrics. I'm going to go to their website. I think you're in a geriatric group at this point. American. American. Uh, pediatrics. I'm in that too. I'm in both, dude. Caleb, I'm fucking, di- I've diversified. Diversified. <laughs> Uh, they, I saw their mission statement was optical, physical, and mental health. Oh my God. It's just, you can just tell already. It's just a fucking idiot central. Oh shit. Just me. Leave the kids alone. Mr. Smith. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing? I'm just having fun. Good. I just kind of wanted to chime in. Did you see that uh, uh, post by Joe Rogan on his Instagram about the food pyramid that recommends Lucky Charms over steak as a more healthy option? I did. I looked into that. I think for some reason, I think that's old. It's like maybe like six months or a year old. I feel like I saw it a while back. I don't think it's old, but I think it's being misinterpreted. Yeah. And I think it is being misinterpreted a little bit. I mean, it is crazy to look at. The people who put it out are negligent for the way they put it out. Right. But I do think that there's a, a nuance there that's not being that some I, I need to look into it more. But but the, they, they are fucking idiots. It's like it's like um it's like it would be like if uh, those uh those people who talked about the pediatric, you know, those people who talk about the pediatric surgery for thir- fat 13 year olds and drugs for uh, fat 12 year olds. They're going to say the same thing. They're yeah. going to be like, well, wait a second. Wait a second. We were only talking for extreme cases. And they're going to try like exactly. the backpedal now. And I'm, there's something going on around that food chart like that too. But, but yeah, I saw it and, and, and whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, it's insane. I, I'm, are you surprised, uh, Mr. Smith? I'm not surprised at all. I really am. Not no, surprised. not surprised at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, people that look to the government for the guidance for their health, is pretty silly anyway. The government is their God. It truly yeah, yeah, is yeah. their God. It's like a pseudo religion for them. You have, you have, um, uh, God, I wish I need to come up with a good, uh, metaphor. That, I mean, I need to explain for people who don't understand what I'm saying. Do you understand what I'm saying, Mr. Smith? When I say everyone has a God, you have to have a God, like the way we operate. Um, yeah, it's, it's not completely a flushed out thought, but go ahead. I use the metaphor that I call it a true North. 
So everybody has to have a true north that they're pointing to. Even if you don't know what it is, like I'm not even sure what mine is, but I, but I know I have one. Yeah. And you align all your values to that. Yeah. the, The new age people now are aligning it towards, these new progressive values that you guys have been talking about all the Democrat, democratic the, values, extremist democratic values. Right. And well, the classic people aligned it towards God or what that guy called an earlier natural law has always governed. So those are the classic principles, but now we're getting away from those. So we're not aligned to a true North. I do, what do you think about the fact that if we get away from natural laws, we're, we're, we're asking for trouble. I totally agree. I know it's fucking scary. I don't like, I don't, I don't want to, wanna, I don't want to agree. If you want to learn either. more about natural law, you should listen to, there's a good podcast. You know who Jordan Peterson is? Yeah. He interviews a, a bishop named Bishop Robert Barron, uh-huh. who used to be the archbishop for the diocese of Los Angeles, but uh-huh. he's now he just got moved and they have a real in-depth conversation about true North and the natural moral law. A Robert Barron and Jordan Peterson? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Really good one. It's just interesting. I just think um, natural law to me just means like there's an objective truth that's always true. And that's how I view the natural law. It's always going to be true regardless of people's opinions or things on it. So those are the things you should align your values to. I'm going to need something like in my sleep at night, uh, Jesus come to me and take me out of my body and give me a tour of heaven. <laughs> okay. Maybe you will. Yeah, maybe I will. When, when I when it's something, not, not every night, I don't know, once a month at night, once, once or twice a month, I, I, I pray to, do you believe in God? I do. Okay. So once or twice a, a month, I, I'll pray to your God. Like, yo, dude, what the fuck? You're going to come correct or what? I'm going to go to sleep now and you come to me and show me some shit. Please. <laughs> I beg of you. Keep, yeah. Keep trying. Yeah. He'll show you what he wants to show you. All right. Fine. But until, um, but until you, then, I'm just, what's I'm going just, on with the, this podcast. Oh, go ahead. North. Until then, this podcast is my true North. I like it. Hey, what's going on with your kid in tennis? Is he slaying over there? California playing some tournaments uh, or what? Um. So, you know what I did? Uh. So it's been raining here. And we don't, you know, I live oh, in a small town, so we don't have any indoor places. So we've been playing a ton of garage ball. So yesterday I took one right. of those rogue uh, box jumps, you know, the foam ones that are like yeah, yeah. way the fuck overpriced and cra- crazy expensive. I took one of those <laughs> and, um, and I uh, did a tournament with the boys. I basically the king of the mountain and I gave them a tennis ball and they have to hit it back and forth in the garage and you get one bounce on that thing and then one bounce on the ground. Nice. And uh, and they play, and you play till th- whoever gets to three points first uh, wins, and then you rotate out. But but yeah, there's I I w- what's crazy is my boys are so good at tennis, and they don't think they're good, but they're so fucking good. I mean, like there's no other kids their age who in in our I mean outside when we go to like when we go over the hill to Lafayette, there's a thousand Asian kids that can beat them, right? But <laughs> right. but over here they fucking slay. I mean they're like they're the youngest kids in their classes ever. Like if we go to the, you know, the tennis courts, people fucking trip on them. Um, but as long as we stay away from the Asian and Indian kids, they're fucking amazing. <laughs> the Asian and Indian kids. Yeah. How's the tennis racket the business going? It's going okay. We're doing real good in pickleball paddles actually now. Oh, pickleball. Yeah. It's crazy. You, you should maybe have your kids dabble in that too. It's real fun and it's, 
it's blowing up. It's it, you know what though it's it's too it's too easy it's too easy. It's like my kid my kids are going to skateboard and play the violin and and then and then when they get old the, the pickleball's the tambourine. Let's face it. It's a fucking tambourine. <laughs> it's it's easy pickleball. to get to a certain level, but to get really really good it's quite complex. Okay, if you say so. If you say so. Yeah. Making babies uh is is very simple. Yeah. But uh finding someone who can uh raise the child after you. I, I don't know if that metaphor is working. Sorry. <laughs> Okay. Nice try. Thank, okay, yeah. thank you. Yeah, I know all about that. I, I just had a newborn a couple yeah. months ago. Oh yeah, how's that going? Going all right. We're getting in the groove, finding the rhythm. Yeah, you you know the rules, right? Uh, feed, burp, change diaper. That should take care of ninety percent of issues. And don't use a don't use a goddamn fucking wind machine. I'm so against those those sound machines, white noise machines. If you have to place, if you, uh, James Taylor's greatest hits, even though he's a woke douchebag. James, <laughs> James Taylor's greatest hits. I'm not even joking. Not, Caleb, don't laugh. This is serious this music. Shit. This music. This is ser- <laughs> Yeah, James Taylor's, uh, It's to this day it works. My parents went to see him in concert. They love him. Yeah, I love him too. He He actually, because I tagged him so many times, he offered me free tickets to his concert, but I, he's just oh, that's nice. He, I know, but he's so woke. It's pathetic. It's like, will you leave me alone now? How are any of these musicians woke? Look, it's like I have Parkinson's. <laughs> I prefer Marvin Gaye personally, but uh, do you remember that thing you used to do? With, oh yeah, do, do you play Marvin Marvin Gaye for your kid? I haven't yet, but I think I will now. Yeah, dude, it works. It's crazy, and hey. Uh, if the kid starts crying and uh, and you it, remember it's all in like you freak out because like I would always freak out. I always set a timer for like 30 seconds or a minute to be like, hey, dude, chill. Yeah. Like leave a little. The fucking, pause. Yeah, just pause. pause. Chill. Let we the just kid try it out a little bit. Yeah, go, what, go ahead. French French parenting book. That's what, that's what it's all about. It's like pausing and waiting. Oh, yeah, so I think we had that. I, my wife that. read it and then just gave me the cliff notes. Yeah, I think that was some good shit. That's exactly what my wife read it and gave me the Christmas. That's how I will. Okay, hey, you got to read this book too. It's called Dissolving Illusions. You have to start reading it oh. right away. Dissolving Illusions. It's the vaccine book. Oh, we already we read a good vaccine book already. Oh, okay. Okay. Which one did you read? It's called The Vaccine Book. Oh, okay. It's, got, it's super good, super in-depth. Okay. If if you if you if anyone in your family's fucking confused and they want to go out there and get your kid all injected full of fucking pharmaceutical drugs, have them read Dissolving Illusions. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. Keep your wife scared and she'll keep protecting the baby. Okay, keep my <laughs> wife would give my wife a healthy dose of fear so she protects the kids. <laughs> hey, when are you gonna have another racket sport athlete on? You should get Paul Cole on. Paul, uh, who's that? He's the number squash player in the world and he does crossfit as like his training for squash okay i'm gonna dm him right now uh, uh do you know him he, i don't know him personally but i just watch him he's i'm like a fan because he's a new zealand guy p-a-u-l-c-o-l-e e-o-l-l no e no e oh he's got a blue check mark paul what's up baby okay oh this bitch only got thirty-two thousand followers he's right up my alley yeah, he's awesome too. Okay, I'm and getting squash is, I got him. Squash is dominated by Egyptians. There's like eight Egyptians in the Paul. top ten, and he's like one of the only two 
non-Egyptian guys in the top ten. So it's cool to root for him. Oh, that's a, he kind of <laughs> looks Egyptian though. Kiwi. I I wonder if he has some Egyptian roots. If we're gonna find that out. Yeah, you could find that out. I don't know. Yeah, he looks. He's got a dark mustache. He looks like he could be Egyptian. Wow, Paul Cole. He's coming on the show. All right, that's cool. Thank you for the. Uh, You're welcome. Suggestion. Uh, your your wife was one of your uh, athletes in uh, college athletes you coached. No, no, <laughs> well, we did meet in college, but she's not one of my athletes. All right, just checking. <laughs> just checking. All right, brother, thanks for calling. Hey, thank you, guys. Okay, enjoy your day. Bye. Bye. Later, dude. Uh, I charge. I charge uh, Austin as soon as I have uh, kids. I'm coming straight to Sevon in the live chat for. I charge a uh, five hundred an hour for parenting tips. I still don't have a single client, but that's weird. I know it's fucking annoying. <laughs> Mr. Williams. Hey, Savon, how you doing? I'm doing so. God damn, Suze, I thought you were dead. <laughs> I pretty much respond was. to text anymore, <laughs> dude. Not when I'm asleep. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> talked to you in 24 hours, dude. <laughs> I know, I knew. <laughs> when I got two texts, I was like, oh, he's actually worried. Freaking out. Freaking oh my, out. Dude, my back is jacked right now. Caleb, I slept for 16 hours. <laughs> oh my God, dude. Oh, shit. Sorry. I got 16 hours. <laughs> yeah, I got home like <laughs> late in the afternoon. I don't think I've ever done that, by the way. I don't think I've, I, I think I've slept like 12 or something before. Dude, I did it twice. Yes, there now and last year when I came back from Waterpalooza. Wow. Always Waterpalooza. Yeah, it's like that three-hour time change too. It's like not enough to like adjust to, and you're just like moving so quickly through the whole weekend that you don't really like notice it. And then I came back from the flight, and I um, oh, I just took a shower. I might be. Yeah, wondering. he is glowing. I was gonna say that too. He is glowing. And uh, I got back late afternoon, and I really wanted a hamburger. Like I had this hang- hangry, <laughs> so I had this big old hamburger. And I was sat on the couch and I woke up when Grace like got home from work and she was like, are you going to go to the youth program still? And I was like, and she was like, okay, never mind, Just go to bed. And I just literally all my stuff was still right in the middle of the living room. And I showered real quick and just dropped into bed. And I woke up like, I don't know, freaking an hour ago. It's fucking amazing, dude. <laughs> dude, I couldn't That's even awesome. stand up straight. I was like walking and my back was so tight that it took me like 30 minutes to just like. Oh, hey, that's my over. world if I'm in bed for more than six hours. Ooh, but I'm good now. I feel good. Uh, Brandon Waddle. I know it's Waddell, but because you're being a dick, I'm being a dick. Sevon just confirmed he's the needy girlfriend of the podcast. I haven't talked to you in 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a caller on, too? Yeah, Jeremy. Hi. Mr. Oh, Williams. Jeremy. What's up? What's up? Susan, I thought you were going to say you had COVID. No, 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 no. Don't you put that on me, Jeremy. Don't hey, he does, though. All there right, hasn't right. been right. one CrossFit event that hasn't fucking uh, that he hasn't come back with with COVID in, in two years. I that's swear right, to God. Every, right. And same with Caleb. That That's where you go get COVID. That's where you go get uh, Come see, look at Daniel Brandon's ass and pick up the newest strain of COVID. There's a miss having COVID. So he's like, yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> hey, nice. Uh, awesome coverage, by the way, too. So, holy shit. That was awesome. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh my okay. goodness. What's up, Caleb? Hey, what's up, dude? Hey, um, Savan. So yes, yes. I don't know if you remember me calling in 
Uh, I remember everything that I want to. You remember it? Oh, wow. Except for me. Um, so I'm coming to California, what, February 9th uh-huh. for, uh, with West Pyatt. We're launching like a non nonprofit we've been working on. Um, and I do remember you saying that I could have Rosemary's couch uh, to <laughs> sleep on when I'm there. Now I'm seeing guests on it. I don't know, man. I'm a little, a little upset. Uh, tell me about your, that, that dude, that couch isn't big enough for how deep your voice is. Let me tell you that couch. If you, I can, <laughs> I hear your voice, that couch couldn't hold your jock. Uh, but what are you doing? What's the nonprofit? Oh, okay. Long story short. Um, I'll talk until Heidi tells me to shut up. But, um, uh, a couple years ago, West started, we started this group, the dad group fitness and kind of no real direction right away. We're just like, Hey, what's up guys? And, Anyways, long story short, it's grown um, a lot, and um, we got we got like a board of directors. Uh, in other words, the guys who were like originally the founders of this group, um, Wes, myself, about eight other dudes, and um, it's just all about lifting up men specifically. Uh, I know sexist, right? No, uh, but uh, we're trying to just help dads help men. Um, be better, you know, literally in everything. Um, obviously at the core of a lot of what we do is fitness, uh, CrossFit. Um, but yeah, so I could talk to you offline more about it. Cause it would how be, long, how long are you coming out for? How long are you coming out for? I'll be there February 9th through the 13th. So that's like a Thursday through Monday, but we're staying, uh, where the hell are we staying? Uh, is it Lake Tahoe? I don't even remember. We're staying. I'm just getting picked up and meeting the guys there. So you guys aren't staying in Santa Cruz. I think we're at, when I, I think I'll be close to Santa Cruz initially. Tahoe is like three or I four think, hours north. Yeah, I was gonna say Tahoe. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I I always forget how big Cali is because it, you know here in Wisconsin things are typically pretty close. But uh, I don't know. I think we're initially in the Bay Area. And then we're going up to either Tahoe or freaking I forget the other name of the other option. Um, another resort area. I, I don't want to say in that area, but if you're not doing anything, man, come along. Okay. Thank you. Uh, stay in touch. Send me a DM with your uh, real phone number on it. And we'll text and we'll stay in touch. If you're around, we'll go, go to the beach and hang out. That'd be awesome. But yes, that would be great. But Hey, I wanted to ask you on the, the topic of, um, God and all of this stuff. So question, if God isn't, you know, like your true North, and if you're not one of those people that run to the government and make government God, then what is your true North? What is your God? I don't know. That's a great question, but I know I have one. I just don't know what it is. May, are you going to Yosemite? Maybe it is Yosemite. <laughs> yeah, I think it actually is Yosemite. So, I should know this. I, I'm no, terrible. No, it's okay. For I wouldn't know either, dude. Listen, I wouldn't know either. I mean, the problem is, like, they were throwing – the reason I don't know exactly is they were like, hey, why don't we do Yosemite? And then they brought up Lake Tahoe. And then they brought up, like, like a dude's first name. I can't even remember the place, the city, or whatever. But it was Arnold? Arnold? Maybe Arnold? Oh, yeah, that's that south, right? right? That's, like, on the way to Santa Barbara? Um, no, that's closer to like Yosemite ish. 
Oh, it's like up that one. Oh. Yeah. yeah, like the oh. 120. So they're bringing up all these, hey, let's go here, let's go there. So I'm like, like I said, I'm getting picked up and they're taking us, we're going to a cabin. That's all I know. So Sounds sketchy, bro. I maybe you know you know I am a I am a true believer in in the unknown. I believe that there is something uh, that maybe e- either I cannot sense or I haven't figured out how to become aware of it. That is um, that I am aware of. I I there, I don't know if it's my own awareness that I've become aware of aware of or if it's actually some uh, th- there's something there's something that I'm aware of that is constantly there. And I, I just don't know what the fuck it is. And so, um, I like that. I, so like that. I, I, do, I do have that in my life. And you, if people who listen to the show acutely will hear me always talking about it or pointing at it, or, uh, it's definitely there. I just don't, uh, I just don't For know sure. what it is. I haven't, I, and I spent many years trying to figure out what it is. And then I kind of gave up. For sure. That's yeah. for sure. I, and I think that's what it draws a lot of people to this show is, you know, there's this journey we're all on and um, you're all trying to find, you know, our compass is constantly kind of moving. We're trying to find our, 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 our North. And right. You know, we, we come to this show because you're, you're so open, like, and we, you were talking about it earlier, but like folks who are, who are so set in their ways, or maybe one of the callers was talking about it. They're set in their ways. They, they don't want to, they don't want to hear or entertain any other ideas and specifically religious people, they don't want to hear any other ideas because they have convinced themselves that their way is the only way. And that's the problem. And, and that's even why the anti-religious so awesome. people, like I would used to be anti-religious and I didn't want to hear their way. I thought they were crazy. Sure. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, that, and that's the problem right there is people, you know, people become too um, campy or whatever you want to call it. And they don't want to hear other people's views. And that's never been more, obvious and prevalent until uh, since the last three years you know like, it's just wild but yeah i just wanted to throw those things out there you have a nice voice up. i feel like uh uh I, i'm looking forward to meeting meeting you hey do you like pickles <laughs> love pickles so i love i love carrots even more especially when you're when yeah. you're holding them <laughs> yeah, I, you seem like the kind i just pictured you as the guy who has just like a big jar of pickles and like well other guys might go to the fridge for a beer you go for a pickle just like a, like i have a big <laughs> jar of pickles in my there's something very masculine about eating a big thick pickle yeah anyway i'm a total pickle guy yeah. big pickle it sucks Love that they're it. the shape of cocks but whatever make the good with the bad yeah, fuck it yeah all right for sure yeah all the good all the best things come in that shape Banana, pickle. It's fucked up. Carrot. Yeah. Wild. God, I used to love being at the CrossFit Games and seeing some athlete eat a banana. That's when I realized <laughs> how immature I was because I'd always like try to get a picture of it. So immature. Cocaine oh, is in the it, shape dude. of a penis. Yes. When it's done right. Yes, totally. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, bye, uh, Mr. Williams. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. See you later. See ya. Adios. Um, Susa, how did you decide to come on the show? Uh, because I started to like come back to life and I was awake and I, I felt like I had a couple more things to do, but it's not until like after 9.30 or so. So I was listening to it and then I was like, all right, I'm just going to jump on and hang out with you guys. Elise Carver Dow, you love that they're dick-shaped. Don't try to play cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when intense shit flies over Caleb. Me too. It's just a reminder. It's like, oh yeah. Oh shit. My bad. I forgot to mute myself. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't don't I don't I don't think you should mute it. 
adds value to the texture. Kayla, what is that? That's vaccine shit shaped into cock and balls? Yeah. So these are all like all like expired medications and cavicide. And then these are a bunch of like uh, just like uh, flares, these brass looking things. And then all of these like green squares, rectangles around it is C4. And that's how you get rid of the medication when you're out at uh, at the hospital? Yep. Did someone are- really detonate that? Yeah, I just blow it yeah, up. Yeah, I, I did. <laughs> oh, shit. That, that, you made that? I helped put it together, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's creative. That's so cool. I'm sorry. Could you say that again? I couldn't hear you. Oh, my lanta. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I, I noticed there was a, uh, I got something sent to me from a uh, one Andrew Hiller last night at some time. I saw it this morning. And then when I jumped on and saw the show going on, I noticed the poll. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was tearing you and Andrew up. Yeah. Uh, Should we talk about that? Do you want to talk about that? Two days ago. Let me see. How is the poll doing? It's, it's doing exactly what you want it to. Thank God. <laughs> thank God. I, hey, I see. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Okay, let me see if I categorize it right. Andrew, uh, so the way Susan categorized it is that um, if we're doing seven shows a day, maybe I should allocate and do only four shows a day, and the other three days I'm not doing allocate that time to making sub clips from the other shows or doing other things that would help propel the show. Propel the show means get more viewers, better subscribers, more attention so we can make more money so that – we can get like we don't have a fucking webcam that I found in my fucking garage. Um and, and uh and uh so there's that. And then but Andrew is saying that uh do we do too many shows? Um uh oh I like that you have just enough. Andrew is proposing so that was a Sousa's proposal. You know, in a nutshell, it was there were some obviously some nuances, and then Andrew's proposal was is that like, hey, people feel bad, or, or like people don't like it that they can't keep up, and so that like maybe that they don't even jump on board because they can't keep up. I thought that was fucking just insanity, insanity. I had a friend who had a cock that was so fucking big that he said he only met one girl his entire life that uh, couldn't take the whole thing. I don't know if this metaphor is going to work. Only one, no, or could, who could, sorry. He only met one girl his entire life who could take the whole thing. He said that he would put it in girls and he would see their face and he just didn't have it in him to push it all the way in. (laughs) But that didn't mean he didn't keep trying. That metaphor doesn't work. I just wanted to tell that story. (laughs) (laughs) But I can't, I, and and then someone, and then Corey said, Hey, you shouldn't do shows if you're just bored. Like mother, that, that hurt, that hurt me a little bit. I hope no one ever done a show because you're just bored. I, yeah, please don't think that I, I come with my A game every day. Like I'm, I'm, I'm fired up. Corey, come on. That hurts. Yeah. It's my buddy with the giant cock. It's crazy. It is a crazy cock. We got to get him on the show one time. (laughs) Like not even tell him why. (laughs) Okay. So, so. Uh, uh, so Susan, I want to hear, did you want to say anything about the too many shows thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do want to say something. Mr. Mendez, please hold while Susan. No, no, no. uh, We can get Mendez first. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Mr. Mendez, please. (laughs) Um, hey guys, I, uh, appreciate all the coverage this weekend. That was really awesome. Um, just want to ask, I, I kind of missed the first part of this show, so maybe I missed it, but have you talked through, um, the new study they just 
release where they were saying like Lucky Charms is healthier than uh, eggs and milk. And <laughs> have you seen that yet? Yeah, it's been it's been we were just talking about it. it's been we think it's been around for a while and uh, we think it's been a little bit misrep uh, misrepresented that there's some nuances to it that don't make it as idiot as idiot is idiotic as is being presented but that being said the uh, fact that they but the fact that they even let that um come out like that is is enough for me like if they're gonna try to backpedal now and yeah. be like well we didn't really mean it like that no, fuck you like because you know most people are just gonna look at it super superficially and to say right. anything about lucky charms other than it's horribly horribly uh unedible and no human being should eat it is is a disservice to humanity so in that regards i Hey, yeah, but, but okay, you know there's cool. people so who believe it, part. right? You know there's people who believe that. Even people like me and you who are making fun of it now, in an yeah. hour they're going to eat it and justify it's okay to eat because it was on that list. I mm -hmm. swear to you. Yeah, no, I I actually had kind of an argument with my in-laws recently about um, high fructose corn syrup, and I was like, this is like poison, basically. And I got that from your show, actually. Um, and uh, I have cut that out completely, and uh, I had to convince them that it was – so bad for you but you know the knowledge just isn't there for everyone so i used to know this inside and out sorry i started eating but here's the deal <laughs> uh, and i'm not eating because i'm hungry i'm eating because i'm an influencer and i want you guys to eat carrots you know <laughs> is it the carrot oh yeah yeah but okay. listen listen it's something crazy like this when you eat certain kinds of sugars your body can just fucking metabolize them and use that energy there's something about high fructose corn syrup. I can't remember what it is, but I think it has to go into your liver first and then be turned into fat. Yeah. And then once it's turned into fat, then it can be used as energy. It is the most fucked up food ever. It is so yeah. jacked. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll re-up my, uh, my PhD on high fructose corn syrup tonight. I'll watch a bunch of stuff and read a bunch of stuff on it and tell mm -hmm. you guys. It is a fucking shit show. It's a dumpster fire. And if you mix it with like fried foods or something, it's like becomes 10 times worse because in your body, I forget, but there's some mechanism where your body has to choose which one to process and, and how to process it. And it's just, it's fucked. And yeah, the reason it, why you don't want to eat so many kids foods. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's completely, um, it's not even food. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, no, totally agree there. And I'll circle back to the first part of the podcast for when you're talking through the, the graph. I want to hear your thoughts there. Um, but I did want to ask, too, um, are you guys still sending out your, your newsletter? No, the guy, we told the guy we'd pay him $1,000 a month to do the newsletter, and then we stopped paying him. He stopped doing the newsletter. Funny how that happens. Yeah. Why? Got you want to do it? You want to do it? Uh Dude, I, I, I reached out on uh, Instagram. My my real name's uh, I'm the Case and D guy. So um, yeah, I you know be interested. I, I work for a marketing company, but you know, yeah, reach out again. <laughs> it's it's really sure. unstable pay, but it's fun. But but if you're yeah. like you know, everyone everyone who jumps on board says that they're just in it to win it, and like like hey. You have to be able to figure out a way to extract value from participating in this show that doesn't rely on us because because yeah, yeah. we, we can't offer you anything except what you're able to extract value from it. So like Caleb's stuck in an equity program and this is his lifeline to the world. So like he's figured out what he gets from it. You know what I mean? Like you have to be able to figure right. out. What, and then if you figure that out and then maybe maybe someday. I mean, I'm not going to quit until we become filthy fucking rich, but 
but what if we don't become filthy rich? Then you, if you, you have to be able to parlay this gig with me into something else too. So, yeah, I no, I mean, I think some causes are just worth joining for, you know, for what they stand for. So, um, yeah, cool. I'll, uh, I'll definitely reach out again via Instagram. So okay. I think I hit up both of you to, uh, to the, you as well. Um, so yeah. Do one more we time. have such little <clears throat> bandwidth that we need people to take initiative more than, More than anything else. Can I can I give an example of that? Yeah. So basically yeah. initiative and I think this is actually what Caleb did. It's just like we're like, hey, do you do you want help with the show? We're like, yeah, sure, we need clips. And then the next thing that happened was clips just started showing up. There's not like an onboarding nice. process. Yeah. You're not gonna get like a welcome packet. We're not gonna send you to HR. <laughs> we're not gonna like explain shit for you to do. It's basically like if you have the eye for it, you really truly understand the show, you're passionate about it, you can extract your own value. Shit just starts to show up. If we like it, we'll publish it. If not, we'll kind of give some direction, maybe. And you just gotta basically hang in there. And then if it if it starts to work out, it's something that you you want to do, and we're liking the the work. We'll start to give a little bit more direction, and then it starts to roll from there. But a lot of people will hit me up and be like, "Hey, how can I help?" And I'm like, I, "You've just given me another job to now give you a job. Like I can't stop to like yeah. figure out how you could come into the situation and add value. But if just a newsletter shows up and was like, "Hey, this is what I thought would be cool. Boom, here it is." It's like then all of a sudden we'll be like, oh, this is awesome. Okay, we'll publish it. And then as we publish it a, a time or two, and then we'll be like, okay, let's give this guy the reins to do his own. We like his work. It seems to be working out. And that's usually how how it's rolled with everybody that's contributed to the show. Cool. So have you still right. in yeah, denial no, that, that Caleb's going to come back home? Total denial. <laughs> Me too. Actually, so. <laughs> Next two of us. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. I've been listening since the uh, the Pitbull episode, I think, um, so awesome. a couple of years now, and I uh, appreciate all y'all do. So. You're the awesome. man. Thank you. Hey, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah and thank you for offering thank help. Y'all. We really appreciate it. For sure, for sure. I'll, I'll reach out. I'll follow up. Okay, cool. All right. See you, guys. Hey, this is like a real show now. Like, I swear to God. I swear to God. I'm not making this up, Susan. I think 10 people have called in today. I know. Yeah, yeah I've, been listen- I've been listening as I've been trying to straighten out my back and take a shower and come <laughs> back to reality. <laughs> So, I've hey, um, gone through like four links. If <laughs> even if someone, right. even if someone just sent me time codes, like dude, like and, and just really jerk me off when you send them to, be like, dude, you said the smartest thing from ten minutes to uh to twelve oh one, or ten minutes to twenty two oh one, or oh my god, you're the funniest guy ever. Tosh ain't got Daniel. Tosh ain't got shit on you. So on, cut that clip from fifty to fifty three point two. Like fuck, like that would be huge, but but some of you just, it, it, but it's got to be good. It's got to be helpful. Okay. Okay. So too many shows. Pull. Pull. Talk about that. Well. So, oh no. So, oh yeah. Too many shows. Go, go. Too many shows. Okay. So first off, the way that that was framed, total politician style. You framed it up with like only only one point of view, and then you just added a poll for all for everybody to vote. <laughs> that was not. <laughs> that's not good (laughs) secondly too we've already talked about it the democracy piece of all these people voting is amazing that we got 369 views but what if they all voted that they didn't ever want to like you know something crazy right would we go with it no we wouldn't because what first we have to do is decide okay what exactly is 
the next, how can we take this to the next level? And what are the next steps that's going to bring more attention to the podcast, right? And so everything's a trade-off. If you have four hours of time outside of, you know, life with the kids and everything else you have going on to dedicate to the show, what is the best point of leverage? Like what's the best outcome that we could get within those four hours? Now, obviously creating a show is one of them. But the question is, is the trade-off going to be creating uh, another show or is it going to be doing things that will continually evolve or advance? Now, that could be clips. That could be me coming out to Santa Cruz and filming you on the street. That could be us setting up uh, an in-person studio. That could be us looking into the ways that we could advance the platform of streaming that we use. Right. So there's lots of different um, trade-offs that could happen there. And so the question is, is like, what's the ultimate goal? And I, I think that... I've said it multiple times, we're always just one kind of step away from some sort of virality moment that's going to start to draw attention that will get the flywheel spinning and then away we go. And obviously the the goal is we, lo- we love CrossFit. We love uh, interviewing all the CrossFit people and stuff like that, but really interested in the culture, politics, really deep issues that affect society at large. And so how do we move <clears throat> the balance to be able to start to do more of that at a larger scale? And so my, my whole thing was, is if we have those four hours, can we dedicate two or even just one of those hours to leaning in towards a few items that might create more of that and uh, rather than just going right to a, a secondary show? And what, and, and what Susan's having to deal with also is that I'm a baby. Like, I really don't want to do what I don't want to do. And it's and and I'm kind of I'm a baby and I'm a little bit of a rock. Like I don't want to like I'm I'm not like I really did not want to have Dave come to my house and, and interview him in person. Like that that was like those types of things. And, and so yeah. And but the thing is, is once I start doing things, I'm I'm good. Yeah. Like now, like yeah, I would have Dave on every day now, but but. Well, Waterpalooza is a great example. Remember, we were going to totally leave that alone. And then I was like, no, I think we should do it. This will really help. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you you wouldn't have flown there, we would not have done Waterpalooza. And then now, like a year later, every major event, we're like, okay, we're going to cover this in some sort of way. And we have our our crew that comes on and helps. John Young, Taylor Self, Brian Friend. Heidi absolutely killed it by just camping out in those spots. Heidi was amazing. Great shots. Yeah, she did. She did fantastic. Will Plummer, you know, all these people that that uh contribute their time and and energy to it is amazing um but yeah so that's the way that we should do because i honestly think that if that poll would have said would you guys like to see one more show or seven on the streets oh shit that would have skewed the results quite differently okay okay we'll do that poll next live calling show (laughs) excuse me um uh what i don't even know what the fuck this means a caller hi what's up uh, let me read this thing real quick, and then and then it'll be your turn. Uh, Daniel Garrity, uh, maybe that's why Sevon talks about COVID so much. He's misrepresenting what it means to go viral, meaning like that topic's so. Pl- oh, that's maybe that's why Sevon talks about COVID so much. He's misinterpreting what it means to go viral. Oh, it was a joke. <laughs> oh, I don't get it. Okay, over my head. Okay, go call her high. Yeah, I just, oh, uh, viral virus, that. viral virus. Got, got. Okay, okay, I got it. Okay. God, you're smart. Thank you. Okay, caller, hi. I just jumped in, so I missed some of it, but I saw the poll, and you should have a video every day, no cap. We do. We do. We're talking about having multiple a day. Wait, wait, what do you mean? What do you mean a video every day? Like, I should do a a podcast every day. An interview, anything. Yeah. The the number one rule in fishing is uh, you can't catch any fish if your line's not in the water. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, but I can't I'm, keep up with I'm all the shows. Bored. You're I'm making too bored. many. I can't keep up. That's fine. I mean, you could just film yourself, honestly, just doing work, and we would probably tune in just in case something happened. Okay. Fine. Just <laughs> in case something happened. I can't keep up. Seven <laughs> makes too many shows. Mm, that's, on, that's on them, but at least they have the option to go back and watch it. How about killing two birds with one stone? Devesh Maharaj, the hammer says. Have a show where you guys are doing on doing all those strategy planning and include the viewers. Oh. Oh, that's what this show has turned into. Kind of. Yeah, you got to pay it on for that. Yeah, now we're doing a show. I mean, I needed to be off 40 minutes ago. I'm going to skate park. It's sunny. Yeah, 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 it is. Hey, I appreciate your support. Thank you, by the way. Like, I I feel like this has just turned into a self, uh, uh, what, 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 it starts with, the word starts with an A, self. I don't know, but I feel like this just turned into a jerk-off session. Tell me how great uh, I am and that you guys want me every day. All seven of you. Yeah, dude. I, that was, it was It's great. I want it every day. Okay. And uh, you attract like-minded people. So we're probably just as weird as you. And we're just talking as if we're on the, on the call with you. Okay, good. That makes me happy. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Bye. Thanks for calling. Making me Thank feel like it's know. a real show we do. Later, dude. Yeah, thanks for all the hard work. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. But yeah, so uh, I- Sevi, uh, we considered building you a glass booth for Wadapalooza in the booth so you could just sit and wave it <laughs> oh travis so i ordered a table with, with chairs back here and um and my kids love their ceo shirts uh, and so i was thinking about putting them doing a show a pre-recorded pre-recorded and i'm doing a show with them um but i need more ceo shirts for kids god they love their ceo shirts I'm such a fu- I'm I'm so um I'm such a I'm so easy to manipulate. I saw Nick Matthews with a CEO shirt on and it just doubled my love for him. Call her high. Hey, how's it going, Tadon? It's Ryan Stokes from the comments there, and I've I've talked to you in the DMs a few times, but uh, it's good to see Sousa back. Coming in hot, Mister Stokes. Yeah, second caller in a row from British Columbia. It's nice. Um, I guess this is more for Sousa sometimes, but also um. How many, how bad, or did you notice, Sousa, like, the professionality of judging, was it better or worse or the same as, say, the games or any of the regional sanctional events? Oh, dude, here's the honest truth. I wish I could actually answer that question, but I had no idea what was going on at the events. I did not watch one single event from Wadapalooza. I it, it, it was almost impossible because from where I am trying to get to the corral or to the next spot or stay on the outside or just like hide as I'm trying to <laughs> trying to bring some uh, streaming coverage to you guys. Like I, um, I, I had no idea. So honestly, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't honestly answer that question. Well, like the one of the reasons I, i I mentioned this and I bring it up because I was re-listening to the, the recap podcast last night at work there. And, you know, one of the things that Taylor was saying, and it kind of resonated, I was trying to think about this, is, you know, one of the reasons why CrossFit will always not really be considered a, a top so-called professional sport is that you can't bet on it. You can bet on, say, who the overall winner will be, but because of the variable of, say, poor judging or volunteer judges and the standards of 
of uh, movements have always changed, even like, say, for the games, where all suddenly they, they throw in a rope or they throw in, you know, a freestanding handstand push-up, but, the, but the, the movements are so open for interpretation individually for judges and athletes, then you'll never be able to bet on it like you would for baseball or football or, you know, like there's so much stats in football or, or baseball that you can bet on everything from the coin flip. So I just didn't know what, uh, you know, I just wanted to kind of know your thoughts on that. Cause especially, you know, when it comes to a professional sport, it's a betting, it's the bookies have lots to say on it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, what is that? Sorry, that's Miss Rachel. <laughs> he's he's at a uh, piano recital for a four-year-old. Yeah, I uh, watch I watch my kid all day, so he's eighteen months old. And uh, you know, North, we're talking about North Stars earlier, and uh, Savon, you're hi. kind of my North Star when it comes to raising my kid. Hey, um, how close? What's it, what state do you live in? I live in BC. I actually live in the same town as Fakowski. I live in Kelowna, British Columbia. Oh, that's right. It's cold where you're at, right? Uh, it's not too bad. So it's, uh, it's actually been really warm and rainy. We haven't had, we haven't had a cold spurt where it's been minus anything for a few weeks now since before Christmas. How close is the closest coffee shop to your house or beer garden? Uh, literally I live in the downtown area, so I can walk like five minutes to any Starbucks or bean scene or whatever coffee shop. Or, and we have a ton of brew houses everywhere. Yeah, I would, uh, you, dude. If you really are doing what you're doing, that's what I used to do too. I used to just for like a year. I just talked on the phone to people who worked at CrossFit and ran media and walked my kid around. And I just literally, from morning till fucking afternoon, I just walked with my kid from coffee shop to to beer place, alternating beer, coffee, beer, coffee. I'd probably get fifty thousand steps a day. It was crazy, and I, I highly recommend. Yeah, that's it. literally and, and, what I do. Is- and your kid will just become an amazing walker and falling downer. Like my kid would just like take a fucking hour to go a half mile, but I didn't care. I was on the phone. Yeah. You're doing work. Yeah. yeah so my, my daily routine is my daily routine is wake up, go to the gym with the kid. He kind of does monkey see monkey do with me and just kind of plays 18 months old. Yeah. And then I live a block off the beach. So then we walk the dog down to the beach. We do a huge tour downtown. Awesome. And then right now in the wintertime, two or three times a week, I take them up to the ski hill. Oh, that's awesome. And how do you make money? Your government just gives you money to exist? That's how Canada works, right? <laughs> no, uh, somewhat like that. But no, I, uh, I'm i a strength and conditioning coach or CrossFit coach. Oh, God. And I also I am a, yeah, and also I am a forklift slash uh, heavy machinery driver at night. Mm. Oh, unfortunately, oh. The, the, the Unfortunately, the CrossFit gyms can't really make a lot of money as a like a full time CrossFit coach here. It's just, sure, you know we've got we've got great boxes, but at the same time, they're more about quantity than quantity quality of of coaches. So when do you, you know, sleep? Just, when do you uh, sleep? Since the, I come home at twelve o'clock at night, and then I wake up around seven. My wife goes to work, and then I uh, then I take care of the kids. So I have a nap before work. So I work three thirty till 12. Oh, how old are you? Holy smokes. <clears throat> I'm 47. Oh yeah. Isn't napping great. I started napping when I was about 47. I take short ones, little 20 minuteers, but napping's amazing. Yeah. It's the greatest thing ever. 
I don't allow myself to masturbate during nap time, no matter what. <laughs> it's tough. It is tough. tough. It is tough because usually, 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 usually I know I'm tired because I get a raging hard on. It's so weird. And I think what's happening, it's not like a sex hard on. It's just like one of the ones where I'm starting to get tired. And I think when you get tired, your body produces testosterone. Is that true, Caleb? I honestly have no idea. <laughs> okay, so I'll usually get a raging hard on midday and I'll either look at my wife or think about taking a nap. But if I take a nap, I know that like, hey, you keep your hands to yourself. Yeah, the boredom boner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I, it, that's an interesting way of putting it, Jay. It's a, it's, I don't know really if I call it the boredom boner, boner, but I don't. Um, I'm not. I'm not jerking off to put myself to sleep. It's just. It's, it's just too. It's just too easy. It's too gratuitous. It's. I, it's overindulging. I'm not. I'm not hating on anyone if they do it, but I just. I just don't. You don't take no shortcuts, Derek. Yeah, and I don't feel. I'm not one of those people who feels bad for a second if I jerk off. Like when people are like I feel so bad when I masturbate. I've never, <laughs> ever thought that i've thought like hey maybe i should have had it i should have maybe like seduced my penis more made it last like five more minutes sometimes i feel like i'm just like it's like just like just like it's like when you get a donut you just eat the whole thing and you don't remember eating it (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean i feel bad like that sometimes like dude you didn't even enjoy that but um yeah i got i got one more request okay sorry go ahead yes more shows more shows caleb can you open up no, no, Caleb. Can you open up the door behind you and let Yevgeny come in and do an interview? <laughs> oh. I told him he's he's, he's like I he's too shy. We've got to get Yevgeny back on. I do not know um, what to take. I'm just. I, I think I just. I was kind of traumatized by how many shows we did with him, and I need to get him back on. <laughs> oh man, I need an update. What's going on in the Ukraine? Okay, he's still out there. I mean, he's not. He's not dead. Uh Okay. I hope so. All right. Well, thank you for calling. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Seth. All right. Bye. Bye. I I took kind of. Oh, go ahead. The show starts to get goofy at the two-hour mark. That's it. It happened. Oh, here good. Okay, I was just going to say that I think the thing with the judges and what everybody's doing is they're making a massive mistake by first off comparing it to other professional sports that have far, 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 far more money than CrossFit competitions most likely will ever have. And then secondly, they've been around for really, really long. And so you can't reverse time. But if I were going to, I would have never, ever changed the format from open to regionals to the games. And I would have just kept all of that really tight and those would have been the only official crossfit competitions allowing the festivals to still exist as they will and then i would have gone outside of the crossfit ecosystem once it started to gain attention with more massive brands like if you look at nfl they have like the at&t stadium right like Mm. the oracle stadium the money that's involved in those type of sponsorships is massive compared to even what they received from reebok and crossfit as the sevon podcast and they're lucky for that Imagine that your biggest fucking source of fucking everything except yeah. money is <laughs> the yeah. podcast. You guys and are fucked. I would have continued to pour into the <laughs> open where the affiliates were allowed to uh, what doing what Dave did, which is the uh, open announcements. I think still they tried to go too big for their britches early on with production. I think that that was a mistake. They're, they're, they tried to accelerate up with the graphics and the tickers and all that, which was great. But I still think that could have been done at a much, uh, much more affordable rate than it was initially. Um, and I think we're kind of proving that now. 
I don't know if that could have happened back then. And then I also would have uh, included the affiliates into it as like a bid to which one it was going to do the open announcement and then allowed some of them to um, participate in finding their own sponsors and different things locally to their town because they would have had a really big uh, festival style thing there when they did the open announcement. I, I like what Ryan says. Yeah, but the athletes consider themselves as professionals. I know. There's no money involved in it, dude. You think, but, but, you think but, 75k for the top winner at Wadapalooza or even the hundred thousand mark? You got to realize that outside of their sponsors, which uh, other than the the top you know five at the at the very very tip of the spear receive like that. I money think from fifty the athletes. I think fifty athletes make a hundred thousand dollars a year from sponsor. Let's come back to that. Call her okay. high. Call her high. Hey, Sean, it's, uh, my name's Brian. I uh, I own an affiliate. I've had it for like eleven years. Oh, shit! Awesome! Um, Congratulations! W- what state? Uh, California, CrossFit Oakdale. I've called you before. Oh, okay. I'm in Oakdale. Northern California. Yeah, but Oakdale, but hey, um, I don't know. Your guys are talking about the open at the end, so it's perfect timing. Um, we pushed the open hard at my gym and have forever since the first. I've done all the open. I don't know who you can talk to, Adrian, uh, Bob, whomever. Please ask whoever you can to make the open not suck this year. I don't know if it's. Uh, when the open is good, the culture is good, and it starts there. If it sucks, he, like when we get what do you mean by sucks? What do you mean by sucks? Give us an example. Like how does it? How boring do you know workouts. Sucks? Boring workouts that don't test people's true capacity, that don't test their skills, that don't give them a chance to grab the brass ring that they trained all year for. It used to be that if you threw muscle ups at the end of the workout or a heavy lift, somebody would get a shot at it. Maybe they don't get it. Maybe they do. And people are pumped up by it. Um, when the open, and I liked what the open when it was hard, even though sometimes the standards, it was too hard. Um, I was good at the open. Um, but it, it let us build our training for a year around the community coming together and all the different things that the open is good about the open announcements being one of them. Those are super fun to me. I love the CrossFit games. The coolest thing CrossFit ever did was the 14. I think it was 14 when Khalifa and Sony did the maybe 13 like that. Those open announcements were bad fucking ass and people got pumped up. We're pumping up our community again this year. And last year was like, what is this? Like even the good workout 22.3 was kind of boring and didn't really set that thing. So we're doing it again. Like we're ramping everybody up. Um, We want this to be good. We want to set the season um, and, and get mass engagement. Um, What about the three workouts? Do you like it three better than five? So, I like the three because it wears your gym out when you do five. Like, mm-hmm. but I think you have to throw a fourth workout on the back end of workout three or four, whatever, like that lift at the end where people get to succeed and feel the accomplishment of putting something heavy over their head. Um, at the end of the workout is amazing for our community. You get to cheer every single person that does it. I, like, I don't know that you can, you know, it's got to be sort of unknown and unknowable should you end every year on a lift. Um, I love Dave's idea of earning your right 
to show your strength. Um, but those things are huge for the community, and it's it's not it's not the commercials. It's all I mean, that stuff all helps, but it's that feeling that people get that they want to chase. Why people want to compete? Um, if the workouts are hard, it's it's crazy. Like owning affiliate for years, and I'm sure Matt knows this. When you put a hard ass workout on the board, people show up. If you put one deadlift, seven sets of, de- of singles on a deadlift or a 5K run, people don't really show up. Because like, oh, I could do that at home. But when you fuck with them, they love that shit. You got 40, 50 people turning up on Memorial Day to do Murph. Yeah, they, that was the whole that. thing. People want to be abused by the fucking SEAL Team 6 operator uh, exactly. trainer. Like, yeah, yeah they want it to be, they want to hate Dave. Yeah, I... This, how about this? Can you see your screen right now? How is this doing it for you? This has got to motivate you a little bit. This badass Betty, badass okay, Bill. Oh, I'm on my, this is really, um, but, or, or, uh, or how about Anxious Alley, the kettlebell? I mean, this has got to really pump you up, Anxious Alex. I do like those. I did, see, those are wad zombies, right? No, wad zombies <laughs> are like fucking corporate Christie and blowjob Bill. Blowjob. No, this is this oh, fucking. I thought those were wad zombie ones, but there was like, uh, there was like, uh, no, he was making Andrew fun of the games. Allen. He was making fun of the games cause they did it. And theirs are just ridiculous. Uh, wouldn't miss it. Millie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go see wad zombies. His, his are probably taking the piss out of it. <clears throat> hey, can you just tell me a workout you'd like? Can you tell me a workout you'd like to see for the open? Just to like, can you rift one? Like a like a freestyle well, I mean, rapper. I can I can certainly riff uh 150 wall balls, 90 double under 30 ring muscle. Dude, that's the same where... one I was thinking of. That's so funny that you mentioned that. That's literally the same one I was thinking of. So say it again. But 150 wall balls, 90 double under 30 ring muscle up. Okay, and then you get and, Everybody... then, you, and then you set a time for it. And um minutes. yeah, it's 12 minutes. I think it was I think it was 12 minutes. So everybody just caring. Everybody picks up the jump rope. Maybe people get into the ring muscle up. Maybe they get their first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. You know, stuff like that. Even, you know, you go back to the 55 workout where they did 55 deadlift, 55 wall ball, 55 row, 55 hook poo at the end. People are then at the wall. They're exhausted and they're trying to knock out handstand pushups. And it just solidifies if you're an affiliate doing it right. Um, constantly very functional movement at high intensity. You're you're hammering home the lessons that we're trying to teach every day that this stuff is hard. It should be hard. You wouldn't want it to be easy. Um, and I don't know. Like last year, they just it seemed like everything lacked um, the creativity that um, if you, you know, I started CrossFit in 06. Um, it continually kind of became creative over the years. And um, it misses it. It's you know, even, even 2021, I realized these are day of the workouts, like the last workout of that season, 21.3 into the four kind of saved the open for me that year. Cause, oh, you, um, wow. When people start referring to the workouts by the open, uh, numbers, I, I'm like, wow, I, I, I go blank. I remember, I mean, I remember <laughs> all this, shit. like I'm You're not Brian dude. friend. I remember this shit. Um, but yeah, well, I, I will all. send a dr- I will text uh, Adrian. Uh, do not let the open suck. Uh, right when I'm done with this. 
yeah, a strongly worded letter to the powers that be. I think that's. Well, I have to be careful, Adrian. I don't want to. I have to be nice because I want Adrian to be be my friend and keep coming on the show. But I will just tell him that. Thank you, boys. Okay, bye. Thank you. Bye. What the fuck is Shane Orr wearing? Hey, when I first saw this, I thought that Wad Zombie changed the bottom half of him, like 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 made yeah. like Photoshop those pants and shoes in. Oh, maybe he did. Hmm. No. I, I don't think he did. <laughs> I don't think so. I think if you go to uh, Tia or Shane's or whatever, I think it's the same photo. He just changed it to no pool instead of no bull. Listen, listen, uh, Shane. Listen, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> the fuck? You're not European. You're fucking Australian, dude. You're Australian. You're not from fucking Finland or Norway. You look like fucking you 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 look like the most masculine thing that ever fell out of Helsinki in this photo. Shane, bro, just because you have the deepest voice in all of CrossFit does not mean you get to wear pants and shoes like that. Oh shit. That is horrible. Those look like woman's chaps. Like those <laughs> those those horse riding pants women wear. What the fuck are you wearing, dude? Holy shit, this is bad. Please tell me. Did, oh, here, someone finally did Shane ask T if he could wear her pants. My God, and shoes. Thank you. Like, my <laughs> God, what the fuck am I looking at? Like. Maybe he's in transition. His <laughs> pants look weird. Maybe he's just foreign. Yeah, he's fucking foreign as fuck. He's transitioning into a dad. Yeah, that's true. And you can get away with weirding, wearing some fucked up shit if you're a dad. I want to tell you something, but not that. You get not that. Uh, call her. Hi. Chevy. Hey. It's Susie Chow from Tahoe. Oh, Susie. What's up, girl? Oh, I'm, I'm headed up to Tahoe. Headed up to Tahoe. Oh, good. You going to CrossFit Avalanche? I'm going to uh, uh, Woodward from the 24th to the 28th to watch my kids tear shit up. <clears throat> oh, I'll be there. That's over at Boreal. That's on my side of the lake. Oh, like it is? It. Yeah, Boreal. Yeah, North North Shore. Oh, then we should definitely do do a and get. I'm going with a dear friend of mine, the founder of CrossFit. Oh yeah, I think I might know him. Yeah, so we should definitely stay in touch. DM me. (laughs) Let's exchange phone numbers, and we'll do uh, like a a dinner bar party. Yeah, um, my my affiliate, my CrossFit owner, Miles Lewis. Yes, bring Miles too. Bring Miles. He didn't hate on Greg or anything, did he? Is he is he a smart boy? No, no? Good. he was up in Canada. He was up in Canada with you guys on that ten year celebration. Yes, I love Miles. Yeah, he loves you too. He showed me. T- he wouldn't give me your phone number though. I was very upset. Uh, but let's um, yeah, that's a good dude. I love him even more. Hey, I'm serious. When we we should definitely hang out. Me, you, Miles, Greg, and the families. We should definitely one night tear shit up. Yeah. But let me give a shout out to Sousa, man. He rocked the Wadapalooza. Sousa, I, I, I don't know if you remember. I was um, at the games this last year, met up with you and Hiller. Yeah, um, yeah. I remember for sure. And In so the bathroom. Stall number seven. Oh, Jesus. Wadapalooza last year, I was there. I just wanted to, um, what do you think about the, do you think they've outgrown that uh, venue, Wadapalooza? Oh, that's hard to tell because I agree as far as like with people not being able to have seats and stuff. I'm assuming that's what you're talking about, right? Like they pay the money and then they don't get to go into Flagler or Bayside. Um, but uh, I just, I just, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I, I think that 
it's it's a hard balance because if they go to a bigger venue, it's going to cost them more money, and then they might not yeah. they might not be profitable, right? So they're kind of at a weird uh, tipping point where if they stay there, um, they might have some people that are disappointed that might ne- necessarily got to get in to see all the events they wanted to, but if they stretch themselves too far outside of that venue, it might cost too much, and they might not be able to um, you know put on as good of a show as they as they did in the past. So uh, it would be hard to tell, but I, I would say just pure capacity size. Yeah, it looks like they they've outgrown that site, but I don't know if it's within their means to change it. Yeah, no, it's definitely a cool site. I couldn't make it out there this year. I didn't want to. East, uh, hands up to you for heading from the west coast to the east coast with you know all the air air flight issues going on these days. But um, yeah, couldn't handle it. But um, and and you're back now. Um, were you more tired after Waterpalooza, or were you more tired after CrossFit games? Um, probably probably about equal. They both do the do the do the same kind of thing to me. But for sure at the games, I mean, you saw me that last day. I was like running off of like a a woman of prayer, and um, I think that that one was just a little bit more. Uh, took a little bit more of the bandwidth at the CrossFit Games just because of all the awesome people that Hill and I were talking to and everything else. So you're just like on the whole entire time. Um, so probably the games take a little bit more. Yeah. 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 They're both gnarly, but awesome work. It was great seeing you guys out there and it's just awesome that you're there. Um, Caleb, thanks for your service and Sebi, I'll reach out to you and I'll let miles now go to the gym in a little bit. Um, but shout out to my girl, Heidi Crumb. I'll be working for her, uh, in Madison, um, purely of service and carrying, uh, carrying her bags for her. Yeah. I hey, love Heidi. it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, awesome. I wanted to be the only human being with a vagina that called in today. So. I appreciate it. <laughs> Everyone needs a vagina in their life. I know. I have some tits too, so I just wanted to call in. It's you know. a vagina. Thank you. Nice. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks, Susie. Love. Cheers. Cheers. Heidi did have some good suggestions when she said putting in a beer garden with some really big screens. That would be a nice, a nice alternative option for those that couldn't get in because there wasn't any really place that you could stand and watch it outside of the. Uh, seats for the events. What do you think of this thumbnail? I liked it. I saw it when it was on there. It's good. Did you make that one? Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the one I just sent you guys? No. No. Did you text it? Or did you yeah. I texted it. Oh, I texted it. Come Was it for today's show or? No, you just use it whenever. Did you make it? Yeah, just now. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yes. Yes. That's so good. You want me to show it, or do you want me to keep it for later? Oh, you can show it. It's so <laughs> fucking good. We definitely have to use that, though. Hey, will you email that to me so it's a higher quality? God, it's me in the Pope mobile. I th- hey, I think you can uh, reduce the um the uh what's it called the um my face. What's that called when you make it a little transparency on my face a little bit? Okay, to make and, it and, the same oh, like oh, behind the glass. God, that's so is that good. Jeff Bezos driving? Yes, yeah, he drives like the it. Pope. Oh my goodness! All right, guys. Uh, tomorrow, oh, this evening we have a uh, Travis Bajan on. That's gonna be a wild, fun show. I'll open up the phone lines for that. It's gonna be an interesting crowd. Uh, That'll be cool. And, th- and then, um, those of you who don't know, Travis is uh, he was um, considered the greatest left-handed arm wrestler who uh, ever arm wrestled. He's getting ready to go to. Uh, he's going somewhere. He's going to Turkey in a couple of days, and we and you. You know, I've had his son on the show twice, and I'm going to be setting uh, his son up. His, uh, his son is tra- at a training camp about 40 minutes from Danielle Brandon, so I'm going to set the two of them up to uh, 
meet and do some training together. So that should be, there should be some fun shit that comes out of that. We'll talk about that tonight. And then tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow morning we have Anthony Chafee on. Uh, and an, yeah. uh, another doctor uh, who, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. who who likes the meat. He's this is a, a good week. Guy. This is a good week. And then uh, on Thursday, we have Tommy G back on. If you have not watched any of Tommy G videos, watch a few of his videos. He is so fucking cool. It's going to be an early one for you. 4 a.m. <laughs> I, I thank you thank you uh Susa, for scheduling that keep me on my toes yeah uh, tommy g's uh youtube page is um holy shit he's put on another two hundred thousand subscribers since we had him on dude's killing it yeah just killing it so uh thousand look at his look at his uh he knows how to work a thumbnail, thumbnail. yeah that i did not see that girl in the video <laughs> <laughs> Just waited the whole ten minutes to see her. So this is I I, I highly recommend uh, just watch a bunch of this guy's stuff. This guy's amazing. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what he's done? He he goes to the beach. He he does also wrestle this seven foot giant guy, by the way, for a thousand dollars. But he goes to the beach and wrestles people and if they can beat them they get a thousand bucks but then he takes the videos and also turns them into shorts that go viral so he has mm. like he gets one like you know 13 minute video out of it and then 10 one minute videos oh weird <laughs> <laughs> i work for a company tommy g used to work for before he blew up and i heard some stories oh i bet you it was like banging chicks and stuff because he seems like a real ladies man he's so nice Okay. Thank you guys. Uh, off to the skate park. Um, I'll start my daily vlog today so you guys can follow the fascinating, interesting life of Sevan Matosian, Caleb Beaver. Thank you. All the callers. Seriously, you guys made my day today. Uh, Mr. Souza, good to see you alive and well. And bye bye.